When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 174 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Tiny Hands Teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this episode is sponsored by Sarah Steeples. Thank you, Sarah. Other Sarah. Thank you, Thank you Sarah. Sarah. All the uh, Sarah's Sarahs. got to stick together because we're cool people. I thought you were teeth. Well, it depends on the day. Okay. So today we will be discussing the second half of chapter 29 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix, career advice. So make sure that you have read that whole chapter now. We're ready to discuss everything, kind of. And you're ready to tiptoe your way through the details. I wrote that for a reason and I can't remember why. Was it because we were tiptoeing through the tulips? Could be. But before we begin, we have weekly profit news. Tell me, Megan. All right. So there, if anybody... Oh, somebody, take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If anybody remembers, Tom Felton set up a 19 years later... um, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? A reunion. reunion. um, With a bunch of of the actors from the film. But he's doing another one with Matthew Lewis on so like the program he used was veeps if you like go on instagram that is literally their handle it's v-e-e-p-s and they're calling it a holiday home party and it's going to be on december 26th um so you can get tickets for that and if you want more information on it it's all on tom felton's instagram um it's like the second post right now that this is posted. So I don't know how many more posts I'll post then, but it's, it's a like, you'll see it. His Matthew Lewis is just like his, yeah. um, him talking like on a reel, I think. Yeah. Or, uh, IGTV. One of the Ooh, two, a reel. a reel, a reel. Um, 
But other than that, there's not really a whole heck of a lot going on right now. I think that things mm-hmm. tend to quiet tell me, around the holidays. Tell me your huge um, Harry Potter world news. Yeah, right this, here. Is, this is huge. So This is been, a big deal. <laughs> they've been building new lockers at Forbidden Journey for months. Things I will never it. use. If they build it, they will open. come. <laughs> I can't but, wait to not put things in that locker. <laughs> what I am ride. kind of sad about with this news is that the lockers that they had were like the old bigger lockers and now they're the teeny tiny lockers. So like if you have a lot of stuff with you, you have to pay for a locker now. This is why so. fanny packs are where it's at. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. So there's like they're hard bags. Cross <laughs> but they're really bags now. No, they're not. <laughs> crossbody bags are little crossbody bags. Well, technically, that is across your body. It's a People round. People wear it across your hips. body now. They yeah, wear but it like yeah. Wearing, yeah. If you're wearing a crossbody bag across your body, that's also around your body. No. No. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they are, they're like really themed. So like, I don't know oh. if anybody has been to forbidden journey in orlando that area with the lockers gets incredibly congested horrible it's been awful especially like now with covid um so these are like outside they're much easier access they're spread out there's more lockers than there was um it's really nice and it's like themed like they're in the rocks underneath the castle Mm -hmm. um so it's pretty cool, but that's cool. Yeah. So make sure that you follow us on Spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Whenever you're listening, subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going. Gain access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you so much for all of your support. Good. We love you all. We love you. Thank you. We love you so much. Yes. We're going to give you Fuzz this in next my segment. Re recap, re recap, re recap, cap, cap. <laughs> You're welcome. If you're, you're so sing song today and I'm here. I know. I'm just really it. feeling it. I'm really I love feeling it. it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Even though it's like Christmas time, our time. It's Easter time, Potter time. True. It's just confused. holiday time. It's holiday time. We're feeling it. Go ahead, Kate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So last half chapter, Harry's not having a very good Easter holiday because he can't stop thinking about the memory he saw in the Ponceve and he wants to talk to Sirius mm-hmm. about it. Obviously he can't because everything's like on lockdown. But Fred and George step in to help. Um, Harry's decided he's going to break into Umbridge's office and use her fireplace to call Sirius. Nothing's going to go wrong there, right? And Hermione tries her hardest to talk him out of it. Harry meets with McGee for some career advice and he gets to see a super BA showdown between her and Umbridge. Mm, 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 and if it's mm. the last thing she does, Harry Potter will become an horror. And guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Not only does Head he, or he plays Quidditch again. What? 
I thought he was banned for life. To play Quidditch again. To play play Quidditch again. (laughs) To get on a broom and look for that snitch again. So. Tell me a summary. A summary? (laughs) Two summaries. Hermione is still trying to get Harry to rethink his plan of talking to Sirius. And after the meeting he had with McGonagall, he is more inclined to listen to her. But, you know, his CDs are in my truck. Did you guys ever know that that's wrong? But his CDs are in my truck. I just can't leave. I have literally no clue what it's you're talking Dane about. It's from Dane Cook stand-up. Um, I mean, the twins are already set to put that plan in motion. And he had all the things with him to, like, make it successful on his end. So he uh, does get to talk to Sirius and Lupin's there too. So then he kind of gets their perspective on the whole situation. Um, and he is almost called by caught by Filch and he sees what the twins do before they take their brooms and fly out of there. I, I love that part. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So let's get there. Okay. So where we left off, right? The huge argument. Da da. And now we're in da-da. <laughs> I thought you were doing the sound from Law & Order. Da-da, da-da, da-da. My cousin walked in to her wedding to that. Really? The door, yeah. Who? Um, Casey and Ben. Really? Yeah, you were at that wedding. No, I wasn't. Oh, you sure? Yeah, I'm real sure. Oh. <laughs> was that before your time? It was, it was indeed. Before your time. It was before Tiffany time. What, did, yeah. what, what would that be? BF B before no BTT before Tiffany time BTT I had let me tell you this I had some great wings that night that's great let's talk about Dada Dada so when Umbridge arrives at Defense Against the Dark Arts class if you didn't know what Dada meant that's what it means. She was still breathing very heavily from her verbal sparring match with McGee, which let's be real, she probably lost. And I mean, probably, uh, yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. She was breathing so hard, it was like she had run a race. But nevertheless, she, quote, strode into class. Like she is still thinking that she's hot shot city. And she's not shot city. Okay. So Hermione is still really uncomfortable with the idea that Harry is going to break into Umbridge's office and try to talk to Sirius. And I just had a thought. Are you ready? Cause I'm going to date myself with this. You guys remember star 69 <laughs> on the phone? Oh yeah. My yeah. God, yes. does, do, does the flu network have a star 69? <laughs> Where you can see the last fire that was called. This is a real legitimate question. Is there a way to do that? Wait, see. I mean, there's oh. like there there are ways to look back on like what spells wands have cast, mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. makes sense. How would you do it? Just like throw some fire like, and be I like, think it would be <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I think it would be different because you know there was like a way to make a like a prank call. Basically, you did like a number first, and then you'd call and like they wouldn't be able to trace your number kind yeah. of thing. Sorry, yeah. this is two. You were looking for three. <laughs> so I wonder if like if if because number 12 Grimald Place is protected that like they wouldn't be able to like figure it out. You know what I mean? I think that they could do it. Mm. I don't know. Just Can think. they do it? But Umbridge is just like is too dumb to know how to do oh, it. Hey there. Whoa. Them's words. Them's words. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I just thought that that was interesting. 
Hermione tells Harry, quote, I hope you've thought better of what you're planning to do, Harry. And she whispered it. And Herm whispers this when they were to open their books and begin reading chapter 34, non-retaliation and negotiation. Now, remember, this is defense against the dark arts. I'm all about non-retaliation and negotiation. However, so people are throwing spells to, like, kill and maim are you talking about like specifically like the death eaters and like yeah. the bad guys? Oh, for sure, which is why you need to practically learn defense. Yes. Yeah. Because you're not going to be like, let's talk about it. And they're going to be like, poof. You're, like, I, I you're will dead. tell you that my job when you are when when I first started there 11 years ago, which sounds insane. They taught us because I've worked in a hospital and you don't know what could happen because a lot of times people are coming into the hospital in like their worst, most vulnerable state. And sometimes things get a little rough and they teach you in a class. It's like an eight hour class of how to defend yourself in case it has, because it's been known to happen where people can get aggressive. Yes. Um, Luckily that's never really happened to me, not on wood. wood. but I know that it has happened to other people I've worked Mm -hmm. with. So like they teach you ways to like get out of things. So if like someone was telling me like how to like, get out of like a situation that could be harmful. Like you just telling me is not going to be able to make me get out. Like I have to actually do it and see it and like practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes, using in, in, a, in, a, in a classroom, it's in a safe way. Yeah. Um, and so like, if you're more comfortable, at least you've done it. Yes. is in a more controlled environment. So you, but you'd at least be able to then take that practice that you've learned and use it. And hopefully you wouldn't have to, but use it and and apply it to real life situations. Like, and I don't want anybody to get us wrong. Obviously you want to be able to talk things through with people and violence should be your last resort. Anything physical should not be at the forefront of your mind, but that's not real right now. Working with, with patients and working with the public is like, that's step number one is to, kind of like de-escalate the situation but sometimes it doesn't work Mm. and you have to use those other skills so yes sitting down and talking and trying to like maybe if like someone's just starting to get agitated you're trying to work them like again de-escalate the situation um and sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't and if it doesn't you need other things in your like tool belt basically to help with that situation so like you need to be if you're going to work in that type of situation like with an or like you need to know all of the things and these children need to know all of the things because there is a literal war happening currently. Hermione also points out that it looks like Umbridge is already in a bad mood. The we know and Oh buddy, it's about to get much worse. So every now and then during the students reading Umbridge would shoot nasty looks in Harry's direction. And Harry was determined to not get in any kind of trouble. So he puts his head down and he doesn't even want to like chance a thing. So he doesn't even look at her throughout the whole class. And he just, he plays like a good boy because he really, really, really needs to get this figured out. But he's like, not reading he's staring at his book he's blank he's unfocused and something runs through his mind and it's what mcgee's reaction would be if he were to get caught breaking into umbridge's office especially after she just really fiercely stood up for him and vouched for him only mere hours ago and this makes me think of harry's reaction to when um 
I can't remember which Carol spit in McGonagall's face when he broke into Ravenclaw Ooh, Tower. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. And no. she McGee fiercely stood up, although the circumstances were a little bit different. She fiercely stood up for him and he fiercely stands up for her in that moment. He mm-hmm. he uses an unforgivable torture curse in that moment. Yeah, and, and that he meant it. like you oh, he meant it. It, it. You see that moment. Like this is their connection. Like in in my head, they're their family. For sure. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. just throw well, curses like that for nobody. And I think I think this is for him like almost like a realization of being like, she did that for me and I don't want to disappoint her. Yeah. Which is like very much like you don't want to really like when your parents go to bat for you like that oh. or someone in your corner like uh-huh. that, you don't want to disappoint them. Yeah. Um that's exactly what I he's feel feeling. that. I feel that. And I want to point out that, you know, we give Harry a lot of flack for being um, a reactive kind of person, like an immediate, um, not instant gratification, but you know what I'm saying? Like things have to happen now. They have to start like there's no waiting to think about this. But this is an example that I didn't I don't really remember from before. But now, you know, taking a deep dive and really thinking about these characters and why they do the things that they do. But this is a really good example of where people really get Harry wrong. We all usually say that he doesn't think things through and he just does them. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's true for a lot of moments. We definitely see that in the end of this book, which have a really unfortunate result. But this is Harry weighing his options and what really matters most to him. And I, I completely agree. And I think that we talked about this in the last episode. I remember, cause I, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he can talk, talk to like his friends about what he witnessed and what he saw. I think part of that is like, he feels guilty for doing it. And he has like that sick feeling in his stomach of like mm-hmm. seeing his parents from a different perspective, because as of right now, before of that, that whole viewing Snape's memories, he had really no idea who his parents were. And he was just hearing about them from other Mm -hmm. people. And the only person who ever said anything bad about really his dad was um, Snape. Yeah. And he didn't trust Snape. So he's thinking like, my dad's this great guy. Everyone's saying how great he is, that my mom is great. They were in love, blah, 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 blah. And then this happens. And like for Hermione, because really she right now is the one that we see is like actively being like, Harry, don't do this. Harry, don't do this. Harry, don't do this. But she herself doesn't have the whole picture where like for Harry, it's worth him to him. At least it's worth him. All of the risks are worth knowing what he wants. He wants to talk to like serious about really. I mean, and Mm -hmm. Lupin just happens to be there. So he gets both of their perspectives, Mm -hmm. which I think is like a great thing for him to see to hear both Lupin and Sirius talk about it. But yeah. um, for him, it's it's worth all of the things. And he is thinking like, and especially now we see it like where he's like, I don't want to disappoint um, like McGonagall, but like right. all of these, all, the whole plan is already set in motion anyways. And to him, he's like, he, it's almost like he cannot move forward. It's a major roadblock in his life. You know what I mean? Um, and Hermione just doesn't have the whole picture. It's so. consuming him. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, he really wouldn't be able to move on if he didn't. It would always be in the back of his mind being like, was my dad this horrible person? And like, everyone's just lying to me or whatever. Um, I don't know if that is something. And like Vinny said, like, that's a conversation that are better, like had like face to face, like having that conversation, talking to him and finally getting like, yeah. 
at just all confirming. out in the open. Yeah, he needs to hear I what it was with, really like. Go ahead. I think with like how much this is affecting Harry, mm-hmm. writing a letter almost is like, well, they have time to calculate their response to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh, yeah. He doesn't want that. He wants to face to face say, this is what I just saw. Mm-hmm. Explain it to me. You were there. Like, explain this to me. I yeah. need mm-hmm. to like hear it straight on the spot because it's weighing on him that much that yeah. like this literally has just like shattered his idea of his father. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And really, so. it's it's life like that moment was life altering for Harry. Because he had never seen uh, Sirius or James really in that light. Um, And so he just needs to to hear someone else's perspective and like gain, you know, some clearance on everything. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So um, Harry's weighing out his options in his mind during class. He goes on to think that there's nothing's stopping him from not doing this right he could simply go back to gryffindor tower he could discuss it later with sirius you know at a break and but it's been eating it away at him for weeks yeah and he he literally he can't do it anymore and then he thinks about what other people have put into this plan, like Fred and George, their diversion, mm-hmm. the knife that Sirius had given to him, which was currently in his bag, along with his invisibility cloak. He's ready to do this. He's ready for this to be over to get some sort of an answer. He needs to get it off his chest. But what if he gets caught? Right. And so that's what he's he's debating here. But it's almost like, you know, you could live your life on saying like, but what if, but what if, but what if you're not wrong. And so at some point you just have to like take that leap of faith. And sometimes it's in a good way and sometimes it isn't, but like, at least we get the perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why you're looking at me like that, <laughs> but at least you get that perspective of Harry really is like thinking about it. And he's not just like, I'm just going to go and do this. And he does get his friends weighing in. Like you do hear Hermione being like, Hey, you shouldn't do this. And you get Ron. We're like, I, I I think that's a great thing for like you to like a, a friend wise to be like, you need to do what you think is best for you. And like, yeah, well, what I'm thinking is she's just trying to protect him. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with that. Hermione's always the person that is like, you need to think through steps A through level, Z before yeah, you choose anything. And she's more cautious in that sense of being like you like before, if you remember if y'all remember in book one, when she literally was like thinking the worst thing that could happen mm-hmm. to her is being expelled. Mm-hmm. And she's, she is thinking of the bigger picture, but for Harry finding out like and doing these things is worth the risk of him doing it. Yeah. Um, but she, again, she doesn't just, she just doesn't have the whole picture and she's not all, like, even if she did, she might still believe exactly what she's telling him True. where like, Harry just needed needs to know the truth and he needs to talk to really the only people that were there that are still alive that are willing to tell him yeah exactly what happened and how his dad changed but the the thing is is like she's she doesn't have his history correct so she can't even fathom what it means to him correct you know what I mean like like when you don't when you don't live and walk in people's 
obviously we don't walk in exact shoes, but when you walk in similar shoes, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You can empathize with people, but um, if I was Harry, I'm breaking in. But Discord's making me laugh with what they're suggesting, so let me get to my point here. Hermione comes in with another like heavy-hitting thought for Harry. Quote, Dumbledore sacrificed himself to keep you in school, Harry. And she was raising her book to hide her face from Umbridge. And if you get thrown out today, it will all have been for nothing. Kind of true. I mean, but they, yeah, absolutely. She's throwing <laughs> up some good points. She is. It's, it's, this is a, not a matter of brain. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of like your heart and soul. And you can't really, that's not something in my opinion that you can, calculate so much and i i just love ron's response being like he needs to do what he thinks is best exactly is is it worth the risk because it has to it's all on harry yeah megan you have your hand up oh i'm sorry i can't see Um, i have discord up (laughs) i think that um a lot of people are in discord are suggesting like they're surprised hermione didn't think of. oh are you gonna say it are you gonna say it are you gonna say what i wrote in all caps (laughs) wait you wrote it in all caps no No, i wasn't i wasn't gonna say the mirror i was gonna talk about um i was gonna talk about reaching out to remus um Mm. so a lot of people are like well i'm surprised harry didn't think of that or if he didn't hermione didn't think of that um remus dropped off the planet for him well yeah so first point katie actually typed in discord my love instead of speaking out loud well people were talking Kate, and let i was her, gonna let get to this it. eventually but you can let her say, say it, it. Well, go on, ahead go okay so an alternative <laughs> a remus alternative um so someone suggested like why didn't why didn't he think of remus and i said i think sadly remus isn't in the forefront of his mind like he would have been if the potters had survived mm-hmm. like remus should have been an uncle a father figure to harry not that he's not a father figure but like right, i think he would have been like much serious. more prominent yeah. um mm-hmm. and i think it's just driven into harry's brain in this world in this series that like sirius was the closest to james and that's mm-hmm. the most important so mm-hmm. like it's kind of cast aside mm-hmm. that remus was also like a really good friend mm-hmm. but also like and then like like we know that remus has a history with everybody so much more but like harry's only had him as a teacher for a year he mm-hmm. doesn't like know him really like- as I mean, His honestly, father's friend I would think that he knows Remus more than Sirius. Yeah. <laughs> right. He had him as a right. teacher for a whole year, but that That's whole year too. he didn't know really yeah. as much <laughs> as he could have. Yes, to her soul. I just don't want to forget. We always talk about Remus and how he feels about himself. Correct. Then, I was going to bring that up. Can we talk about this for a second? Because Sirius, Sirius has no doubts in how much he was loved and appreciated by like James and his family and whatever. And Remus doesn't feel that he is worthy enough Correct. to have that uncle French that um, godfather, that father yeah. figure mm-hmm. type status for him. Yeah, and right. that's why it's not in my opinion. I guess he doesn't play. like push it or he doesn't talk about it. Yes. As much well, and we even see Harry writes to Sirius. He doesn't feel often. like he's worthy of it. Correct. And like, again, like Tiffany's saying, that's exactly what I was going to bring oh. up with that that and he is. Remus doesn't feel worthy enough to be in that situation and to, and mm. I think both Sirius and Remus blame themselves for a lot of the things that happened but Remus is very much more the type of person that's going to like 
we see later on, I'm going to leave because they're better off without me. So like, I'm going to bring like, pull myself back from the situation because they're better off with me not being in the forefront of this relationship or taking the initiative and like writing to Harry and making sure he's okay. Like Sirius is going to do He's better off without having a werewolf, like yes. communication with yeah. him. It's better yeah. for him and his future, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Hard pass, sir. You are so important. Um, and I also think so. Then a lot of people were like, maybe I can understand why Harry wouldn't have thought of that, but why not Hermione? And I think that in Hermione's eyes, he just shouldn't be doing this, period. It didn't matter who he was reaching out to, whether it was Correct. writing a letter to Remus, which is a safer option, or mm-hmm. doing, you know, this extremely against the rules thing of breaking into Umbridge's office to talk to him via flu. But like, I can't see Hermione bringing up either option because I think that even writing to Remus, she's going to be like, it's going to get, it's going to, yeah, like, yeah, okay, there's not really anything there for Umbridge to be like, what is this? What is this? Does it have to do with Sirius? Like, she's not going to know, but like, but she would would wonder why Harry had seen something, though. Does she know that he's taking these lessons? Probably not. Yeah. Well, and it would be too risky. She's going to read everything. Yeah. And And she's going to probably put two to two together because like, you know, Remus was serious for friends and she'd be like, why are you writing to your old professor? You know what I mean? Like, it's going to look suspicious. It's just like too many questions. Yeah. I, I. I enjoy the way that we call everybody else by their last name for the most of the time. We call Remus Remus. <laughs> because Remus is worthy of being called Remus. I think Sirius, we've instilled that first in name. your guys' I, brains. Yeah, we do. You're but welcome. why do we do that? We call Harry, Hermione, and Ron by their first names. I know, but We're like, everybody, everybody, like, like well, I think she's, like, Haggard. she's talking about because adults. Because it's like Professor Hagrid. Well, they're adults. Professor they're Hagrid. Adults. They're all older than us. <laughs> Professor Hagrid sounds so but, like, weird. We just call Hagrid Hagrid. Like, everyone calls him Hagrid, but everyone calls him Professor Dumbledore, Professor McGonagall, Professor Flitwick, Snapeity Snape. Snapeity Snape. Don't Granger and Weasley know. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so snotty, but it doesn't sound snotty with everybody else. It's so weird. Anyway, Weasley, but see with Weasley, there's like a million of them. So you can't do that. Cause you're like, well, which one are you talking about? The redhead again, which one? I don't know. I don't know. The one with the sweater. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) It's sweater weather. uh, Yes. (laughs) So let's go on. (laughs) Harry goes on. Right. Harry. Okay. If you forgot where we were, we are talking about how Harry's like weighing his options. So Harry goes on to think that, you know, he could abandon the plan and just learn to live with the memory of what his father had done. And here's where I'm like, Harry, you know, you wouldn't have to live with it. You know, you could wait or use the mirror. The mirror. Now, he hold didn't open on. His gifts. Who doesn't open their gifts, man? He he didn't. And it and it's so painful because it could have saved him hassle here. And it could have theoretically saved Sirius's life. Ooh, that's going to be real sad. And I, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure how many people like actually remember that until the end of the book when he finds it. And it's just, it's so, so sad. Yeah. Like, just there's like a, a lot of things. Mistake. It's a complete error. Yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things when you're like, I feel like when you're reading books or like watching movies or something that like, if one thing was changed, the whole story would be different. You know what I mean? Like if they actually yeah. had chosen like Remus to be the secret keeper or Sirius, like the Potters would still be alive. Yeah, the story wouldn't exist. So, Correct. You know what I mean? But it's just. 
he's so worried like but he doesn't even open this gift right he's like so worried and it's it's so reckless what he does later on rather than checking the mirror to 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 see you know if Sirius is there or if he actually is at the ministry you know being tortured by Voldemort and it really could have it could have saved Sirius's life and none of the end of the book would have ever have happened but we have to remember that things obviously for the story's sake and for fate's sake happen the way that they're supposed to because this is the same mirror later on that saves his life at Malfoy Manor he breaks this mirror when he's packing to leave Privet Drive and he's just out of you know not throwing things away because they actually mean something to him he saves the piece and puts it in his pack and he frantically yells into it help right we need help we're at Malfoy Manor and it just so happens that Aberforth has the other mirror now I really like what Vinny says in the chat because it's very like nicely written sure but it says the tragedy of his death has been serious the tragedy of his death is precisely because it was avoidable and that's mm-hmm. so true it is that is yeah. so true and oh my lanta will there be tears at the end of this it's book? it like eats me up inside just it's because just it's just so sad because like he loses everybody and i might start crying now because i've had and truthfully a glass of did sirius ever get a chance no to live did mm-hmm. any of them really like no and it's the tragic story of all these young people and war and what it does and stigma with remus he never got to truly live ever oh god it breaks my little heart he was just starting to he was just Ugh. starting to find his happiness with his child and his wife and um you know when he came and told harry like will you be godfather and he's like yes and everything was great you know except for the war and it's like none of these people like youth doesn't mean you're invincible and i think that's one of the underlying themes of this book it's like you're you're not immune from things that can happen in life and you don't want to take things for granted you want to be able to live and make these good choices so it's just like it's just it's just one of those tragedies about about this story. But Vinny, my husband, my other husband, and Sasa's husband, <laughs> is so right. Like, the, the tragedy is, you know, that it was avoidable. Do you know? You and know, he was given the tool. You know? Do you, you want to know what really would have made all of this not happen? Oh, my God. I love you. Uh, stop it. Wormtail? Lily and Remus getting together. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you, you said it, not me. me. I'm out. Oh god! Well, I literally have like tears in my eyes because I'm so sad. Well, I, buckle up, baby, because the end of the book. F- oh god, it's, it's near the whole that whole last section that you just showed me. That's that's jam packed with sadness. That yeah, whole I'm probably she was cry like a lot or get she, mad with Hagrid. That's she, so upsetting. She was this like, is "This just is all the last so part. avoidable." If Lily and Remus would have just smooched. <laughs> Well, we don't know what smooched. happened. It they w- might have smooched. It wouldn't have been. And they might have been like, this isn't for us. I think they smooched, and Remus was like, I can't do this to James. And then that was the end of it. I think Remus said, friend. I can't do this to Sirius. <laughs> Are you real? Sirius <laughs> <laughs> would probably we'll be start like, forever. Sirius <laughs> would probably be like, I don't mind. <laughs> you guys, I'm serious. I know, serious. <laughs> but no, the more I think about them, the more I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's totes a thing. I'm here All for right. it. That's my, that's my one true pairing. <laughs> <laughs> I need some more of that. All right. 
Let's go back to this chapter in a quote. So like we said, the mirror, everything could have been avoided. Series over. Okay. Quote. And then he remembered Sirius in the fire upstairs in the Gryffindor common room. You're less like your father than I thought. The risk would have been what made it fun for James. But Harry thinks, does he really want to be like his father anymore? And as the bell rings for class to be over, Hermione makes one more plea for Harry to not go through with the plan. She is so worried about him. And this kind of chokes me up a little bit because she, you know, as much as we were saying, you know, she doesn't get the reason, blah, 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 blah. But in her head, right, everybody, her intentions are pure. She is anguished. That's a quote when she is talking to him about not doing this. She is worried about her friend. And you can't. You can't give her flag for that. You know, she may not understand everything completely and empathize with exactly what it means. Nobody can truly 100% empathize unless you've gone through something like that. She just wants her friend to be safe. Yeah. Go. I just really love Hermione. I like, (laughs) I just, (laughs) you know, like I, I can understand people saying like, you know, if, she you know harry tells her to stop and she should just stop but like she's genuinely just really concerned yeah and and her intentions are always good are they for the greater good sometimes i don't i don't disagree with this (laughs) i think hermione is a wonderful human being but one oh. road to hell is paid with good intentions but i think right here she is just trying to be a good friend and trying to get her point across there are other times where i think that she like is just a little naive in how she runs things but again she's gonna grow out of those things i don't not not like her i like her a lot um and if you want to say she should have talked to harry about this harry doesn't want to talk about this with her and that's fair yes and i I mean i think right now like she's just being herself and she's just hermione is that type at least right now we don't really get to see her too much when she's older but like i'm not faulting her for this she's just gonna keep telling him like you really think about it you need to think about it like Mm -hmm. i don't fault her for this yeah i mean i think if i was in the situation i had a friend doing something completely reckless and like again she doesn't have the whole story so like we don't know how she would react if yeah. Harry had told her everything. Um, and Hermione doesn't she, know. <laughs> so she's going to do this and I, I don't fault her for it. There's other things she does that I don't necessarily oh, care for. Okay. But that's a whole nother story. We're moving on. <laughs> so like, yeah, like Megan was saying, you could say like, she should just talk to him or whatever, but like, he doesn't want to talk, doesn't her about talk about it. And really like, not to her. I, I wouldn't want as much as like I don't care for Snape, I it would make me feel more uncomfortable and like, for lack of a better term, like it would make me feel dirty to have to talk about like his own memories because like I'm like I know Harry's already feeling guilty for having seen them mm-hmm. and then seeing what he saw is making him feel worse and like it would make it would make me feel even more worse, which is completely incorrect English to say. It would make me feel worser. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. One, would Snape actually talk to him about this? And two, no, it would be biased. You know, you yeah. guys can say yeah. as much as you want that but we like, hate Snape, but we I try would, and yeah. see I would not reasoning. be telling Hermione if I was in Harry's shoes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not like that's not my story to tell. But like with Sirius and, and, and Lupin and Remus, like they, they were there. They were part of that. And here's the thing. And I'll even go as far to say is if you were to talk to Snape, it would be biased toward 
you know, him, yeah. which he was innocent in this whole thing, in the memory. But if even if you were to talk to Sirius about it, it would have also been biased. Lupin yeah. is yeah. that middle ground where yeah. you're going to get the truth out of it. Yeah. Well, you know I what mean, I'm saying? Sirius is pretty truthful, but I like that you get that perspective of Remus of being... He didn't, he didn't, um, he was like the silent bystander. So like, I, I mm-hmm. like that you get his perspective of being like, I should have yeah. done something then, but like he Sirius does bring up the fact that like Remus does, does say stuff to them, like yeah. behind closed doors. Like, yeah. well, let's get other to discussion. It. We talked about this at length. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Megan has a hand wait. up. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Really quick. Go ahead. Um, I just like the more that I'm like reading Hermione again, sure yeah um girl has major anxiety yes well for sure she has Who major anxiety just mean, in general <laughs> that I mean, is like, my middle name it's well, just like she she like has those moments in her anxiety where like literally it would be crippling to her if she didn't say something yeah Everyone who feels that way raise their hand. Well, I mean, <laughs> I life. I get it because I'm not always like I I have anxiety in other ways, but like not necessarily in that way. But Katie definitely does. So like I see it happen a lot with Katie, and like the more the more that I'm like noticing it with Kate, and then reading these books again, I'm just like, wow, Hermione is very similar. Just about maybe different things you know like you know like everybody like with their anxieties like has their like one thing that they really focus on sometimes but like Hermione's is very much like um if I disagree with what you're doing and I truly believe it's for like you're like the best I cannot not talk to you about it like I can't not not say something yeah it's yeah no, I get it. It just makes me Oy. understand where she's coming from a lot more when you compare it straight to anxiety that way. Yeah. Are you yeah. saying yeah. that I'm like Hermione? Yeah, kind of. You are. And you say you love <laughs> Hermione yeah. all the time, so I feel pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, she married you, so. <laughs> wow. She still hasn't taken you, gotten you a date, so I don't know. Hey, you it's know. 2020. You can't be going out. All right. <laughs> okay. So Ron does not say a thing either way about the matter. But I feel like we know what Ron thinks. He, well, he wants him told, to do what's best. He has told Harry, like, I think you should just do what you think. Right. Well, he says, he goes on to say, uh, well, the author says he would not look at Harry, though when Hermione opened her mouth trying to dissuade Harry some more, he said in a low voice, give it a rest, okay? He can make up his own mind. You're right. Let your friend yeah. do what, you know, he feels like is right. And sometimes, like, in other situations, I think, honestly, I think what Harry did here is right. And I think that Hermione is right for saying this, like, that's a good friend. I think all three of them are, that's showing their personality. Yes. But I think that there are some times where, like, you know your friend is making a bad choice. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to let them go be due and learn from that mistake. Because, honestly, that's that's what mistakes are there for, for learning experiences. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta yep. let them let them yep. chart that path or whatever a saying is. When the rubber meets the road, my friends, I don't know. I thought you said when something chicken crosses. completely different, so and I will I. tell you later. Yeah, did she though? Oh, what no, did I, what she did said, said chart. I thought you said chart, but that's neither here nor there. 
<laughs> We're sharting past. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he is. He doesn't appreciate that. So Harry begins to walk down the hallway. His heart is beating faster and faster. He was halfway down the corridor when he heard Fred and George's diversion start. There were screams and yells from somewhere above them. And the sound of people exiting their classrooms was everywhere. Quote, then Umbridge came pelting out of her classroom as fast as her short legs would carry her. Oh, I feel that. Pulling out her wand, she hurried <laughs> off in the opposite direction. It was now or never. Harry, please, said Hermione weakly. Hard pass, Herm. It's go time. Harry hitched up his bag and he took off at a run down the hallway, weaving his way between students who were now hurrying in the opposite direction to see what the fuss was all about in the East Wing. Dun, dun, dun. Which wing are you not allowed in in the Beast's castle? The West, the West wing. wing. It's forbidden. The West Wing. <laughs> so Harry is heading to the West away. Wing currently. <laughs> to the forbidden land of Umbridge's office. Mm. I bet there's roses <laughs> and mirrors there. It's just kitty cats on plates in there. <laughs> those Meow. are kitty cats. Are little those eyes. Those are like the Jacobs of the kitty cat world. It like, should be Umbridge and the Technicolor Dream Cats. Whoa, what did you say? Real. Hold on, there's a lot going on. Because I had just a said Twilight reference happened. Oh, okay. First of all, no. And then did I you said read Twilight. Yeah, I said Ombridge and the Technicolor Dreamcats. <laughs> oh all right, all right. Um, so Harry is lucky because the corridor is deserted as he wanted. He hurried behind a suit of armor. Whose helmet creaked around to watch him. That's Dude. awesome. It is. But and I don't think that so I was thinking like spies, but I don't necessarily think spies for Umbridge. Mm-hmm. I think that they're spies for Dumble. He's I think just they're keeping, just observers. They just like yeah. to watch. It's a magical being got, in this castle. Hogwarts has got your back if you need it. Yeah. Or I agree. Um so he pulls out Sirius's knife and puts on his invisibility cloak and creeps to Umbridge's door and puts the blade of the so knife into the crack creep. around it. And he just had yeah. to move it up and down. And then there was a tiny click and the door just swung open. Dude, this just knife is into the office. <laughs> this knife is boss. <laughs> I want one of those. I don't. Re- I didn't remember the knife, to be honest with you. No? Oh, nay, nay. I could have really used that knife the couple times that I locked us out of our apartment in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. I remember those days. You know what, though? We got honey hut out of it. Hey, remember that Cleveland apartment? Do you remember, like, (laughs) times when you're watching, like, shows and they're trying to, like, unlock a door with, like, a credit card or, like, a I have literally done that. Dude, I tried it. Yes, man. How did you do it? It worked. You just just gotta finagle it, you know? You just gotta have that touch. Well, I don't... I've never had to do it. I'll show you how. It's all I could only obviously you can't do it a deadbolt, but you do it with like the little hand lock. I want to give a little shout out to Meg when that happened because she tried to pull a Weasley twin and like <laughs> I really she tried. found like this. I think there was a hanger in the hallway and she no, it like was a notebook. Oh, yeah, there's a notebook. She just like starts ripping apart. And I was like, you're going to pick the lock. She's like, yeah, it'll be fine. And like she just shoves it in there and like uh, she knows what she's doing. And I, I had was like, no all idea. right. I had no idea <laughs> what I was work. doing. It didn't, it didn't work. work. All right. Uh, Harry (laughs) hurries in and closes the door behind him, and it was empty except for the horrible plate kittens frolicking on the wall above his band for life confiscated broom. Foreshadowing to the end of this chapter. Dude. Band for life. Oh, yeah, because it's just his, isn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I didn't even click until just now. Anyway. 
Um, so he quickly finds the flu powder and then realizes that he's never done this before. He has, <laughs> which is so weird, right? Like, uh, you didn't think about this. You didn't think to ask a question. No, you're just gonna throw go your for face it. in a fire, man. Right. So he guessed. He took a large pinch of powder, dropped it in the stack of logs. They exploded at once into emerald green. Hello. Thank you. Flames. Oh, I had it. I had it. I had it. Number twelve. Oh, sorry. Grimald plays. <laughs> he said loudly and clearly. He learned his lesson on that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Good thing he didn't like. Because someone could think, like, do I have to light the fire first? And then maybe lighting a fire and throwing flu in <gasps> is, like, <laughs> explosive. So, like, oh. good thing he didn't do that. Because he could have singed his eyebrows off. That's some yeah. dark stuff. I think it would have done more than his eyebrows. <laughs> so harry explains this is one of the most curious sensations he had ever experienced he has traveled by flu powder before of course if you remember a full body experience a couple times actually (laughs) right so he's done it in chamber obviously with the weasleys and then also in goblet before the Quidditch World Cup when Mr. Weasley comes to get him. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Ton tongue toffee. Yeah, that's it. The ton tongue toffee. But I think that that's it. Um, so this time, his knees remained on the cold floor of Umbridge's office and only his head hurtled through the emerald fire. Ooh. And then, I know, I like, this makes me sick thinking Gosh. about it, honestly. And I'm not one that gets, like, woozy. Oh, but- you don't say. And then abruptly, (laughs) as it had begun, the spinning stopped, feeling rather sick as though he was wearing an exceptionally hot muffler around his head. Harry opened his eyes to find he was looking up out of the kitchen fireplace at the long wooden table where a man sat pouring over a piece of parchment. Serious? But (laughs) it was not serious. It was someone far more dreamy. It was Remus McDreamy. I would rather, I think, well, I'd have serious in my dream. What's going on? But we're going to get both, and that. that's like the best of both worlds. I don't disagree. We got the best of both, both worlds. worlds. Someone please rewrite, rewrite that to Wolfstar. That'd be amazing. Oh my gosh. Dude. So Remus is shocked, like thoroughly shocked. And he goes, Harry, what are you, what's happened? Is everything all right? Yeah, said Harry. I was just wondering. I I mean, I just fancied a, a chat with Sirius. <laughs> so awkward, turtle. Uh, and then Lupin gets to his feet, still looking like super confused, and just goes, I'll call him. He went upstairs to look for Creature. He seems to be hiding in the attic again. So is here's that. I think that he mm-hmm. is going off to talk to Bella. Miss mm-hmm. Bella. What in the world? What a poop nugget. So here's Harry. <laughs> Goodness. Hold on. Think about what that actually means. <laughs> Katie, do you know what that makes me think of? I hope you can think about it without me saying it out loud. I do what? know what you're saying. <laughs> that was a I funny don't. Time. You don't oh want to know. Okay. No, don't but know. I laughed really hard. I'll just say that. So here's Harry Potter <laughs> just appearing in the fire of the Grimald Place kitchen, fancying a chat with Sirius. Literally, you probably gave Remus a minor heart attack. Like, honestly. 
and serious <laughs> because Remus is probably like running up there like, uh, dude, Harry's in the fire. What's what? going on? <laughs> yeah. So, no, but honestly, me. they probably think that like Hogwarts is like burned to the ground. But you know also, I mean? like, they're probably like thinking it's Voldy time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's Voldemort <laughs> Day, man. That Hogwarts have a, would have a little bit more like hard security, like would normally pre Umbridge times, pre Voldy times, like times of peace. Can they just do whatever they want with the flus? Like, can people flu in and out? Because, like, they shut right? all the other ones down. I guess we yeah. never talked about this when Sirius's head was in the fire. I mean, Gryffindor Tower is open. So, like, Did realistically, people, like, talk to their parents. Why didn't the death dudes just pop in through the flus? <laughs> I don't know. Right? You're right. You're right. Well, but maybe it is through Dumbledore, but, like, Dumbledore allowed it because. What if he has, like, a big old, like, fireplace screen? He's like, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> Screening these calls, yeah, you're allowed in. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. He's got like a security system hidden in his office. It's just all these screens, all the fireplaces. It like comes down. It's like Doctor Claw looking at Inspector Gadget. (laughs) Inspector Gadget. That's such a good movie. Anyway. It's a, that's a show, dude. Movie. What are you talking about? It was a about? movie too. It was also it was a movie, movie too. It was a movie. I believe and Matthew Broderick might have been in it. All right, I he like him. But him yeah. I'm talking I about the cartoon. I, yeah, I mean, like I like the cartoon. cartoon. It's I have a really funny Inspector Gadget story that I should tell you guys at the end of this episode, and I'm gonna write on myself a note. Katie, can you write? Yeah, me a note I got you. I'm gonna write myself. Yeah. All right. So Harry waits for him to come back and he wonders why Sirius never mentioned how uncomfortable it is to speak out of the fire because his knees are killing him from the stone floor in Umbridge's office. But Remus comes back with Sirius at his heels. Like literally, though, can you imagine the panic that they both felt like running to say Harry's in the fire? And Sirius is like virgin in the fire. (laughs) But Seriously, like he like, said, he fancied a chat. Like right, like <laughs> I just I uh, I uh, fancied a chat. I was just like <laughs> bored and uh, I, I wanted to talk to you. you, hoping I could have a little chit chat with some coffee. I wanted Sorry, to know if I scared the bejesus out of you. <laughs> I wanted to know if you wanted to play fetch. Get out of here. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sirius goes, what is it? Urgently sweeping his long, dark hair out of his eyes and dropping to the ground in front of the fire so that he and Harry were on the same level. And Lupin knelt down, too. I'm sorry. Sweeping his long, dark hair. Well, you know, he's a little dreamy. Serious. Okay. Okay. Um, So Lupin gets down on the ground, too, and looks equally concerned. Um, And Sirius goes, are you all right? Do you need help? No, said Harry, it's nothing like that. I just I just wanted to talk, you know, about my dad. And they exchanged <laughs> a look of great surprise. But Harry did not have time to feel awkward or embarrassed. Because five minutes have probably already passed and George only guaranteed him 20. So he launched right into the story, diving deep into those details. All the nitty and did gritty. tiptoe? About, he did <laughs> tip-toe. not tiptoe, <laughs> Tiffany. He dove. He, like, from the top board at the olympics doing flips dove into the deep end okay yeah uh anyway so talking about how you know james is a big old jerk why did my mom love him hey remus why didn't she love you that could have been cool (laughs) i would have loved for you to be my daddy-o anyway 
that's not how that works. <laughs> he would not be Harry Potter. That's not. That's literally not how that works. <laughs> You're silly. That would be another story. <laughs> I'm here what would for his it. name be? What would his name be? Name him. His uh, Jack. Evan. Wolf <laughs> What is wrong with you? Yeah. What did you say? I mean, Raymond Wolf, 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 Wolf. Wolf. So like, why not? Basically, Wolf. Wolf game. Uh, no, it would be Romulus. Wolf. No, I said his oh, name Romulus. would be Evan. Rami. Romulus. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I know you don't. I would I'm probably right. if I would probably just say Evans because I know that's like actually her last name. That's fine. And I like that. No, it would be Romulus. His mom was Romulus. super into mythology named him remus after that crazy story and he's like gonna follow the tradition harry is diving into those details asking remus why didn't you love my mom he's asking remus why did you let my dad be like that why Mm -hmm. was my dad such a jerk my mom didn't love him that's impossible he was not kind yes she could have loved you no Stop, Megan. So, can we separate the canon from the Megan canon? Yeah, really. <laughs> it's canon. Anyway, when he finished, Jeez. neither of them spoke for a moment. What do you think was like? What do you think was going through their minds? Honestly, I think they were embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. they were embarrassed of their behavior. I think they know that they were. And they should be butt heads. And you know, are we allowed to say that? Butt heads. Butt heads. Butt head. Why not? I don't think that's a cuss word. I know that I would have gotten in trouble saying that as a child. Touche cranium. (laughs) From skull. From skull. (laughs) (laughs) Can we put that as the title? No, it's Technicolor Dreamcats. I like Umbridge and the Technicolor Dreamcats. (laughs) All right, I'm going on. You guys are too much for me. So, uh... (laughs) <laughs> Do you think don't that they're you wondering change that if Harry... title? What? <laughs> don't change that title. <laughs> Do you think that they are wondering if Harry is like totally crazy for risking his neck to talk to them for this? Or do you think that they uh, are taking this moment like seriously since they're meant to be father figures to Harry? Kind of like, I understand I think, I why think you're so worried. I think a little bit of both. I think, I think they were... I think they can understand that like obviously Harry is known for like being a little bit more risky than the average teenage bear basically. (laughs) But like, I think that having him want to talk about it, like they realize like at first maybe like you want to talk about your dad, like why would you do that? And then like realizing like how upset he is about it. They're like, Oh no, like we have to have a serious conversation. People are so confused. But teenage bear. <laughs> I don't know why I, mean, I said it. You know, I Yogi Bear wasn't that <laughs> smarter than the average bear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I asked if you thought that they were like oh. thinking Harry was crazy for coming to them for this or are they understanding um, and like taking it seriously as father figures to him? I don't I, I think both because I think at the beginning and I, I you know, whatever. 
I think at the beginning they were like, mm, like this is insane for you to come and talk to us like about your dad. Like almost yeah. like you could come talk to us whenever, not when you're like battling an umbrage at school. Right. And then they quickly realized like he tells like them what happened and like sees how he is and they're like oh no like let's take this serious and not just you serious but the situation is serious i think they understand how like how disappointed he is yeah what i'm just laughing at you you're battling an umbrage okay (laughs) (laughs) like any any regular teenage bear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got to go to bed with an umbrage. <laughs> uh, okay. So the last line of my section. <laughs> so, you know, after they take their moment, just trying to kind of, I think, gather what they want to say. Remus starts and says, I wouldn't like you to judge your father on what you saw there, Harry. He was only 15. <laughs> Is that an excuse? Before Katie goes on to her section, I just want to say that I heard a rumor on the Wizarding World dot com that Harry's Animagus is a bear. (laughs) (laughs) So he was in fact a teenage bear. Shut up! No, that's not true. (laughs) Does his Patronus go grow with him? So is it really a, a teenage bear? Patronus? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Do animagus things? Like, do they grow with them? Like, when you're old, like, you're 88 years old, is it like, well, I, I'm an old dog? No, He's an old you pass it. It no, comes out sleeping. <laughs> we got our bingo in the house. You know what house? Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Congrats. <laughs> I'm Thank so you. excited for you. <laughs> I know. I'm like so, so freaking great. excited. So excited. Hufflepuffs are like so great. Okay. So <laughs> Harry's like, uh, I'm 15, dude. But let me tell you, Mr. Potter, you at 15 is very different from literally any other child on the planet at 15. Just saying. Your whole worldview, and this is very sad, and I'll get to that. Fair. Is totally different. You don't get to be a normal kid, and that's sad. Not saying that all normal kids are bullies, but you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, he just has so much pressure on his life. He doesn't just like get to live. Does that make sense? Harry, like, Mm. was never able to be a child. Right. Yeah, for real. So Sirius tries to talk him down. Like, look, James and Snape, they hated each other the moment they set eyes on each other. Quote, it was just one of those things. You can understand that, can't you? Sirius is like James was everything Snape wanted to be. He was popular. He's good at Quidditch. He's pretty much good at everything. And according to Sirius, Snape was just a little oddball up to his eyes in the dark arts. And he stresses like no matter what you saw or what it appeared to be, James always hated the dark arts. So even here, like his view is skewed by his hatred of Snape, you know, like I think there's some truth in what he's saying. Like, yeah, James was like the popular kid and Snape probably did envy that, but I think there's a lot of other a lot of other stuff going mm-hmm. on than just that. And Harry's like, okay, sure. But like he attacks Snape for no reason. Just basically because you, you being serious, were bored. And Sirius quickly <laughs> says he's not proud of it. Um, and there's a moment where Remus looks at him. So I'm wondering if there's like a small little reminiscent moment here of Sirius screwing up 
and exposing mm. Remus and almost killing Snape. Like I think mm-hmm. so. There's parts of yeah. my my you know he probably doesn't regret bullying Snape. I don't think. I don't think so either. Honestly. Not to a full degree, because like he's yeah. still just like I mean he still does. He still de- right, and he still de- <laughs> he'll know? defend it. You know what I mean? Um. So I don't know if maybe. I don't know. I was just thinking. So Remus steps in. He's like, look, James and Sirius were the best in school at whatever they did. And I liked this quote. Everyone thought they were at the height of cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it like sometimes they got a bit carried away and Sirius finishes it. And he's like, you mean we were sometimes arrogant little Burks? And Remus kind of smiles because like, yeah, they are like, I think they were caught off guard and embarrassed. But now they're kind of like falling into memory lane at the same time Mm -hmm. Mm. so harry's like he kept messing up his hair he said in a pained voice sirius and lupin laughed i'd forgotten he used to do that said sirius affectionately was he playing with the snitch said lupin eagerly yeah said harry watching watching uncomprehendingly as sirius and lupin beamed reminiscently well i thought he was a bit of an idiot of course he was a bit of an idiot said sirius bracingly we were all idiots well, not Mooney so much, he said fairly, looking at Lupin. But Lupin shook his head. Did I ever tell you to lay off Snape, he said. Did I ever have the guts to tell you I thought you were out of order? <clears throat> yeah, well, said Sirius. You made us feel ashamed of ourselves sometimes. That was something. So, like, <laughs> poor Harry comes to these two for, like, he wants to hear, no, your dad wasn't like that. That was a one-off, you know, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And here they are, like... Oh, I forgot he used to do that because like they're older and know, yeah, we were dumb and like we grew from that mostly mm-hmm. sometimes. Some of them did not. Kate. Yes. People and me being people are confused by the term Burke. Oh, so I, I didn't even look that up. Thank you for doing um, that for me. A fool, prat, or twit. And then another word that I am not allowed to say according to the... Which wiki wiki I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. Google it. No, wiki wiki it. <laughs> That's what it should be called. Uh, no, it's fine. But it says a certain word that I'm not allowed to say on this podcast. But yeah, so, so it's like a fool. Yeah, like a fool. You're being foolish. <laughs> yeah, Marion Webster says a stupid or foolish person. So those are all words you can say on this podcast. A burk sure so harry tries to like rein them in he pushes on he's like yeah but like he kept looking over at the lake where the girls were hoping they were watching them and like let me say it again harry you have not been able to experience being a typical 15 year old teenager or teenage bear how sad is this you don't get your mind is so focused on horrible things you don't get to just be a teenager whose hormones are raging and you have crushes on whoever and want to be noticed you know what i mean yes it's something Think that about... it's difficult to bear oh. <laughs> i can't <with> you. <laughs> Get out. think about ron next year right ron is a little bit of a burke mm-hmm. why don't they just say jerk why is it a burke i don't know but i like it i'm gonna use it now <laughs> I once I heard it out loud again, I was like, but like Ron gets a little bit more of a, you know, more normalcy than Harry does next year, because next year Harry is like off searching Horcruxes with Dumbledore focused on like 
trying to get this memory. Like that's what his mind is on. I mean, sure, he like gets with Jenny, but I feel like they're I feel like their um, relationship is like so like it doesn't get to be anything more than surface level because his mind is just elsewhere. He has no choice. Like that sounds really mean, but like it's true, like compared to like Ron and Lavender and then him and Jenny. Like I just feel I don't know. It's not the same and it can't be the same. He just can't comprehend one James of those relationships does not life. end well. No, this is true. <laughs> this is true. And but I, I mean, think that that's why he and just then can't there's, comprehend Then there's Ron and Lavender, which also doesn't end well. Excuse me, it's Lav Lav? Lav Lav and Juan Juan. Mm-hmm. Do you get that I'm making a joke? Because Harry and Jenny end up do married, but then they have a kid named Elvis Summers. End up do married. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Megan, I interrupted you, but go on. No, you're good. That's that's all I was gonna say. Just like I don't know what you said because I, I think was trying that, I to think, be funny. Do married. <laughs> I think that Harry just doesn't. Um, he just like can't comprehend that type of fifteen year old. Yeah, because he doesn't get he doesn't to do that. Have a normal yeah. childhood, right? Like he. I mean, like okay, yeah. He like has feelings this year for Cho, and then he starts having feelings for Ginny next year. But it's not, but it's not like even, even like Ron is more involved in like the girl life, you know, because like he gets that book and he's like reading all about it. <laughs> he's interested in Hermione. He's interested in Lavender. He'll take what he can get. He's on the Quidditch oh, team. He's feeling holy good. Holy mackerel. Well, he takes what he can get. It's like, you know, things he took have Lavender. been said Whoa. that cannot be unsaid. Whoa. I mean, saying, I would saying. just say this, though, like if you're if you're comparing like really harry and his father they had completely different upbringings where like james mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. was raised in like a loving family where like he had all of his needs taken care of harry was not for the first year and a half of his life he was in a house where like he was loved he had what he needed he had all of those comforts and then he was forced to go live with the dursleys and everything changed so like they they're like almost comparing apples and oranges. Like, yes, our father and son, but they had a completely different upbringing. Yeah. So that makes and their high school age different. completely different. And Harry could have been completely different if James had raised him. Yes, but I don't see like, I don't think he would be like a jerk or anything. No, but Lily's still there to like <clears throat> calm him down and be like, you're not going to be a Richard because that's not what sure. how we raise our children. Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, housekeeping. <laughs> um, okay, continuing on. So Sirius just like shrugs it off. He's like, "Yeah, we were, you know, talking about looking at the girls by the lake." He's like, "Yeah, James always made a fool of himself whenever whenever Lily was around." And I think, let's face it, I think maybe sometimes that even got on Sirius's nerves because it's like, "Bro, she don't want you. Quit, quit it," you know. Mm. Um, but Harry sounds miserable when he's like, "Why did she marry him? She hated him, mm. right, Meg?" Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Don't even start. <laughs> so I've said enough. Sirius and Remus mm. go back and forth with each other. Like, nah, she didn't hate him. Like, they started going out in seventh year once James deflated his head a little bit and he stopped hexing people just for the fun of it. And Harry asks, even Snape. 
And Remus was like, well, Snape was a special case. But he defends James and says that Snape never lost an opportunity to curse James, so you couldn't really expect him to take that lying down, could you? But, like, isn't this a perfect example of how bullying and just, like, mm. meanness in general leads to, like, a vicious cycle of someone mm. always being hurt? Like, if someone in this situation... I mean, maybe it wouldn't have been... If someone in the situation had been the bigger person, it could have stopped or it could have been different or, you know, yeah. what I mean? like there could have been a different outcome than constantly just one upping each other. Mm -hmm. um, so Harry's like, well, was my mom OK with this? Like my dad's still just hexing this one person. And Sirius is like, well, she didn't really know too much about it. Like it's not mm -hmm. like Snape went on dates with them. Like he didn't just like jinx him all the time. I don't. I don't like this. You I don't, you're not supposed to. I wonder though, like, I bet you she knew. Like, you know what I mean? Like, here, you're only seven, like, they're only what, 17, 18 years old. People aren't that slick, you know, like, to hide it that well. And she knows him. They've, she spent seven years with both of these men. What I feel like for Lily is that she's very, like, she gave him chances. Snape. She, that yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah, she gave and he did one of the like ultimate unforgivable things. So if she did know about it, I'm sure she didn't care for it, but she wasn't going to do anything to stop it. Yeah. I, just I mean, don't he, like... no, you shouldn't like it, though, Kate, because yeah, no, you're like a it. good person. <laughs> but I mean, even like even if she really didn't know, which I think you guys are right, though. But if she didn't know, I don't like that. He would still like. Like, imagine he, if she did find out and then it's like, but, oh, you haven't changed. But here's yeah. the thing, Kate. He wasn't going to stop either. Snape wasn't going to yeah. stop either. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and I, I wonder that, if it was one of those things. And James that, like, isn't going to be the type of person to put up with that. I think it was more so like for at least from the way. And again, we're just getting this from their perspective. Correct. But like, I think that. <clears throat> well, and we do see James does like help get him rescued and saved his life. But like. Yeah. I think that it was more so like he's not going to attack first, but if you come at me, I'm not going to like they said he's not going to yeah. take that lying down. So like she probably knew, but also was like you started it. Mm -hmm. Not to say either one of them are correct, but like. Right. And I have to say for like myself, like I'm not going to go out looking for something. But if somebody's going to come for me and do something for me, I mean I'm not talking physical, but I'm not going to not do anything about it. You know, I'm going to solve it one way or another. Yeah, and I think that that, like, brings it back to just, like, this vicious cycle. Because, like, mm -hmm. James James is not going to deal with the things that Snape is going to do regardless. Like, I, like, I think sometimes, and I never want to, like, this is, like, a hard thing to talk about. Because I never want to be, like, the bullying towards Snape is warranted. Because it's not. But right. we also have to remember, Snape does a lot of very questionable things as well. Nobody is in the right here. And I think that, um, I think sometimes, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I hate James, but <gasps> I think sometimes people put too much on James because, <gasps> <laughs> because, um, yeah, he was a jerk, obviously, but Snape was also being a jerk. So it's mm -hmm. like, I, and I and I kind of view this um, as being a Slytherin and Slytherins and Gryffindors 
having a lot of like personality things in common and it's a lot of just like how we act on it is what's different you but the feelings are like still pretty similar so it's like if somebody comes at you you're not just gonna take it like what tiffany was saying like james was never gonna like just take what snape did Mm -hmm. he was always gonna bite back just like it was the other way around like snape was never gonna just ignore james he was always gonna bite back at him so it's you know like what katie was saying it's just this never-ending cycle because neither of them being gryffindors and slytherins can make the decision to just be the bigger person and walk away because you just can't like it like sometimes it's just in your personality it's just like not a part of you to be like mm, i know i should walk away so i'm just gonna walk away like you always like want to have that last beginning word of this episode yeah, you just want to have yeah. that last word negotiation and yeah non- and like even whatever. with snape though like talking about how like he envies like a lot of things that james has and at the end he's got the girl like that's just gonna push him over on edge especially because right. like he pro- blames himself like we talked about the fact that like his worst memory is not him being bullied by them. It's the fact that he called her a mudblood. Yeah. You know? So like uh, he's already feeling guilty yeah. about that. And we know how he feels about her. Ooh. And then to have his like enemy Question. end up with her. Question. Yes. Not blaming this on their relationship it, by any means, because we all make our own choices. But do you think that seeing Lily and James together push Snape further into being a death eater like he's gonna go just so hard opposite um i think that like losing her he just was like it's over might as well more yeah like i have nothing left to i don't know but this is just my opinion um like i've got nothing left to like not live for but essentially so he's just gonna be like i'm just gonna put all my focus into this where like he's going to be like we talked about how he probably has has like held on to a group of people that like don't care where he came from and don't mm-hmm, care mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about things that like people pick on him for. Mm-hmm. So he's going to like gravitate towards that and they're going to welcome him and he's going to get that camaraderie that he didn't really get mm-hmm. growing up in like in school and everything. Nasty um, So they're filling that, a hole they? for him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dude, no matter what you feel about Snape, cause yeah, he makes some really awful choices and says and does some awful things, but like boyfriend's story is heart-wrenchingly tragic yeah i mean really yeah. like that's the theme of these books it's like tragedy it literally is like just undeniable ridiculously sad tragedy mm-hmm. and love like if these people had more love in their lives like things would have been different mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. just get, share the love man all you need is love, love. All right. Harry, he's still (laughs) unconvinced. So Sirius is like, look, your father was the best friend I ever had, and he was a good person. A lot of people are idiots at the age of 15. He grew out of it. And Harry said, yeah, okay. I just never thought I'd feel sorry for Snape. So then, speaking of Snape, Remus is like, well, how did he react when when he found out, like, what you saw? And Harry's, like, indifferent, and he's like, he told me he'd never teach me acclimacy again. And he's about to say, like, it's not really any bit of a disappointment when Sirius shouts, he what? And Remus is concerned, too, and he's like, are you serious, Harry? Serious, you (laughs) missed your joke. 
you missed your joke. So disappointed. Hmm. Hmm. Get other things on his mind, Katie. Not acceptable. Sirius would never miss a serious joke, but whatever. So Harry is super surprised at their like this overreaction. He's like, "It's okay. Like I I don't care. It's actually a relief." And Sirius is like, "I'm gonna go have a word with Snape." And he like makes to stand up. And Remus is like, "Stop! You're being ridiculous. Where are you gonna go? Like if anyone's gonna tell him, it's gonna be me." But he actually tells Harry. He's like, "Go back to Snape and tell him on no account is he to stop giving you lessons." He's like when Dumbledore hears and Harry's like, I can't do that. He'll literally kill me if I like he won't even speak to me right now. Not that he's really upset about that either. But I think he like really put the fear of God into Harry when he came out of that pensive. Um, so he put the fear into me and I was reading. (laughs) Right. So Remus says, Harry, there is nothing so important as you learning occlumency. Do you understand me? nothing so harry says okay okay he's kind of annoyed but he's like i'll i'll try to say something to him oh we're into my section now so you're gonna listen to me talk about things i want to talk about which is not harry potter i'm just kidding it's finally <laughs> i was gonna say star wars <laughs> that works there's a lot of news that came out of star wars today <laughs> Um, so Harry could hear like distant footsteps and asked if it was creature coming down the stairs and they're like, Nope. Um, so it's most likely coming from his end, which means time is up and Harry's got to go. So he pulls his head out of the fire and it's like noted that he's kind of like got that same like whirling feeling that he did going into the fire. Um, and he can hear someone like wheezing outside of the door and he hastily like pulls the invisibility cloak over himself and he like just gets it on by the time that Filch bursts through the door and that man is looking very happy. And so he starts going through Umbridge's drawers um, on, in her desk before he finds what he is looking for. And he's like saying approval for whipping, approval for whipping. I can do it at last. They've had it coming for years. So he finds the paper he's looking for. He even gives it a smooch. Uh. And then he's out the door, he goes. And he's like clutching it like a baby. Like, oh, it's just precious, you know? My precious. I was wondering when it was going to (laughs) come. So, like, Harry makes sure that he has all of his things that he brought with him, and he books it out of the office, making sure he's still under the invisibility cloak. Um, And he, like, goes down to, like, the next level before he takes the cloak off and puts it in his bag. And he hears, like, a lot of commotion close to the front entrance of the school. So he kind of runs in that direction, and it looks like the entire school is there. And it reminded Harry of the night that Trelawney, uh, or with Trelawney when she was sacked, or how, like, everyone is around and, like, in a big circle. And this is a quote from the book. It says students were standing all around the walls in a great ring. Some of them, Harry noticed, covered in a substance that looked very like stink sap. Teachers and ghosts were also in the crowd. Prominent among the onlookers were members of the inquisitorial squad. (laughs) So proud of you. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Who were all looking exceptionally pleased with themselves. And Peeves, who was bobbing overhead, gazing down upon Fred and George, who stood in the middle of the floor with the unmistakable look of two people who had just been cornered. But, like, let's be honest. They are putting that look on their face as a show because they don't care. Oh, they agree. They were right where they wanted to be. Facts. Yeah, I agree. So I just want to talk about... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. 
they wanted as many people there as possible to make this a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, they knew they were leaving. Like they mentioned it basically like to Harry and company that they're like, we're not worried like about our education. We're out. Um, So I just wanted to bring up the stink sap again. So according to the Wikia, it's a magical green fluid that smells like rancid manure and is contained in some plants like Mimbulus mimbletonia. Say that 10 times fast, my friends, Um, as well as certain trees. And we see it is at the beginning of this book where or not Ron um, Neville has it and they like squirts it all over everybody on accident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's that stinks at my friends. Not great. Stinks at yeah, yep, yep, yep. Any hoosies going back to the chapter. Umbridge was standing a few steps ahead of Harry, so she's still on the steps. She's looking at the twins, and she because she's on the steps, because remember, she is not a tall woman. Um, she has a slightly higher advantage to kind of like it's noted in the book that she's looking down on them. Um, and she like asks them if they think it's amusing to turn the corridor into a swamp. And Fred's like, you know what? It is and it was and yes uh-huh and like he's looking at her without showing any fear so filch comes running through with you know the form and he's like dash peeps like, yeah yeah i got the is form he kissing it some more he mwah, waves mwah, mwah. the paper around and he's like i've got it and i have the whips waiting he's very excited to be able to do it now he's like yes i've been waiting i can't wait i can't wait to just you know whip it Whip it good. <laughs> so Umbridge turns um, her attention back to the twins because she's very pleased with Argus, Argus Filch. So she turns back to them and tells them that they better get themselves ready for what happens to people who do bad things in her school. And the twins are like, Haha, no, I no, we don't have to. Another quote from the book. You know what? Said Fred. I don't think we are. He turned to his twin. George said, Fred, I think we've outgrown full-time education. Yeah, I've been feeling that way myself, said George lately. Time to test our talents in the real world. Do you reckon? Asked Fred. Definitely, said George. So, like, Umbridge does not even get to say anything before they both tell their brooms to come here. They're like, Akio broomsticks, friends. And so before um, they, like... Oh, I, what did I even write here before they ground them? <laughs> I said, tell their broomsticks to come here before they ground them. And I said, just kidding. The Accio, the crap out of their rooms and zip, zap, zoop. They come flying from wherever they are. I don't. Are they in Umbridge's office? Because that's what I wrote. They are. Are all three of them in Umbridge's office? Yes, okay. they're locked up. So like Harry hears a crash in the distance and he ducks just in time because he like turns to have their brooms flying towards the twins and like one of them they still have like a heavy chain attached to the um broom that's some magic <laughs> truly so fredge fredge <laughs> oh gosh oh, fred tells umbridge that they won't be seeing her while getting on his broom and then george tells her not to keep in touch while getting on his so fred looks around at the crowd and says and this is quoting, if anyone fancies buying a portable swamp as demonstrated upstairs, come to number 93 Diagon Alley. 
Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, our new premises. George continues with special discounts to Hogwarts students who swear they're going to use our product to get rid of this old bat. It's <laughs> pointing to Umbridge. She is the old bat that they want gone. This is epic. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah. but but when anybody else read this, especially for the first time, is it weird to you that the swamp is like on a higher floor than the ground level floor? No, it's is awesome. that just me? It, I it's weird to me where it was. Like I don't know. Like my brain just feels like it's wrong that it's like on a higher. It feels like a pool to me. You know what I mean? But like on a higher level floor, it just feels weird. I mean, having a swamp anywhere in a school is probably not right. I know, um, but in my thinking, brain, it's like, why? I don't like that. What if they were doing it like in a corridor that was like on a higher floor? I'm just saying. And it was near like a ledge. Is that, that if it weird? got too rowdy, Everybody in it was Discord. spilling over and made a massive mess. Everybody in Discord is like, you're weird. And you have small so, hands. I went to the old Google to look up portable swamps. And according to the wiki, it's a magical prank item that was created by Fred and George Weasley for their franchise. Um, And it says they planted one of these items on the way to Dolores Umbridge's office. Then they fled Hogwarts to set up their shop in Diagon Alley. They left no instructions on how to remove the swamp, which forced Argus... (laughs) Argus feels to help students across it. Punting. They were punting the Punting. <laughs> it's like sticking Charlie Brown in there, man. Just oh, kick up a ball. <laughs> and then although Harry was certain that many of the able professors of the school would have easily been able to remove it, but they preferred to watch um, Umbridge and basically Felch. Felch. Felch um, struggle. And then it said that Phileas... Footwick. I don't know why I said his first name. Why? Later removed it after Umbridge was sacked as headmistress, leaving only a small patch. Um, and then, although Flitwick claimed to have left it as it was a good bit of magic, um, Ronald Weasley believed it was actually left as a tribute to the twins. We we know what punting means now. Yes. Just mm-hmm. so everyone mm-hmm. understands that. Yeah. But we're still going to laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> And so some of the behind behind the scenes, it was also used in the video game for Order of the Phoenix when Harry swamped Hogwarts courtyards with it in order to force Umbridge to leave Hogwarts. And then it's also in the inner it's interactive objects throughout the Lego Harry Potter years five through seven. They help the players pass many levels. That's cool. Um, and then really just wizard Weasley's wizard wheezes. Um, it's a joke shop located at number 93 <laughs> Diagon Alley. We, it was founded by the twins, Fred and George. And, um, you know, they had extendable ears there, reusable hangman, skeeving snack boxes, except I think we pronounce them skiving snack boxes. Skeeving? <laughs> they got... <laughs> they have love potions, 10-second pimple vanishers. Ah, I need we that. could use that. I could use that Pigmy right puffs. now. Um, they also have a section of magical muggle tricks muggle magic tricks (laughs) magical muggle tricks (laughs) oh gosh that's Um, not nice yeah so and we know like this started out as like an outpost service by the twins out of the borough and then they continue it at hogwarts and then they get a whole storefront um and it's pretty successful because then we also see later on ron works for george um so cool you know harry helps them get seed money from the Winnings are the tries wizard. What? <laughs> the tries wizards. <laughs> what? 
Try a wizard. Um, tournament. What is wrong with me? I don't even know. I'm Scrimger. I'm Scrimger. I'm Rookward. I'm Rookward. If you go to um, Universal, they have, you could go in there and look at the whole wizard. Wizards. No. (laughs) Wow. Weasley Wizard. Wait. (laughs) What? (laughs) Weasley Wizard Weasley. Weasley's. Wizard wheezes. It is a difficult thing to say. It's supposed to be. Um, I say it and ten I like times it like, fast. Do it. I, there's no way. We- Weasley's wizard nope. wheezes. Weasley's wizard wheezes. Weasley's wizard wheezes. Weasley's wizard wheezes. Okay, Weasley's Megan, you wheezes. show off. Keep saying it. <laughs> You're like really good. She I just so can't surprised. believe that I lasted that long. That was fine. Um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, gosh. What a way. What else you got, Sasa? Well, I'm like reading this and it makes me want to really cry because it says George mm. continued to operate the business after Fred's death, despite never fully getting over the loss of his twin. Two years after Ron Holy became cow. an order, he left the job, stating that he wanted to help his brother George with the shop he had always loved. Oh, my God. And today, t- together, they were able to turn Weasley's wizard wheezes into an even more gigantic money spinner. That literally makes me want to cry my little eyes out. It hurts my soul so much. Every time, like I write Fred's, like I type Fred's name out, like I get so sad because we're just getting closer and he's just gonna die. And, oh, I don't. Well, Tiffany. if it makes you happy, it's not until like the last like. If it couple makes chapters. you happy, why you can so wipe your sad. tiny eyes with their tiny hands? Holy, wow. Okay, Kate. Okay. Um, <laughs> on, you want to catch um, these hands? Okay, Kate. Catch me inside. 2020. How about that? How about that? With a on tiny the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Who in Discord Sorry. is talking about me? Keep my hands out of here. <laughs> on the Wikia, they have like a bunch of um, products Cheers that you they hands. have at like the shop. But if you go to the Wizarding World, you can go to their shop and buy some things. Um, and it's very cool inside. Yeah. It is. And then it's great. Yeah, so like that's the Weasley's wizard wheezes. And we'll pro- most likely discuss it at a later time. Cause we haven't been in there yet. Um, and so like they're on their brooms. They're like, come by our stuff. We want this lady gone. And then Umbridge yells for someone to stop them. But Fred and George had like already kicked off with their brooms they shot 15 feet into the air before the inquisitorial squad could get to them not today inquis squad not today <laughs> so fred looks to peeves tell him to give her hell for them basically like mm. come on i do love us that proud. give her hell for us peeve takes off his off his hat i almost said his head he takes his hat off well, he Nick. takes his hat off <laughs> and salutes the twins and Fred and George turn to like turn around. They have a great cheer basically from all of the students around them and they race out the doors into the sunset. Uh-huh. And that's the chapter. But honestly, Fred and George, we salute you. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Good night. Cheers. Cheers. And like I, when I was writing this, I'm like, I wonder how their siblings in this moment feel like is it gonna get taken out on us <laughs> like i don't if think I was they like, would see that, like, but like is this gonna get taken out on me <laughs> yeah 
Why would it get taken out in him? Ronald Weasley. Because How dare your brothers no, leave that just, school? Just thinking of Umbridge being <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, oh, since I couldn't punish Fred and George, I'm going to punish thought- <laughs> Ron and Ginny. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like his parents and I was like, my parents have never taken their anger out from like my other siblings, like on me. So hopefully Molly and Arthur wouldn't be like, your brother did this. So like, we're going to like punish you. I don't think that, I don't think that Molly and Arthur will be mad at them. Oh, I disagree. I think, I think that Molly is like, one of those things where like obviously she wants them to get an education and like do something with their lives but like she also realizes quickly like how how much like their dreams has become like a reality <laughs> sounds so cliche to say but well, like I they do that... i think when she sees them like be successful and she because really like yeah. she just wants what's best for them and be able to provide for themselves which like they can she just hasn't seen it yet yeah I picture Fred and George as like literally the music video for the song Gives You Hell by All American Rejects. I've never heard that song. I wake up every evening with a big smile on, on my, my face, face and, and it never, and it feels, never out feels out of place. place. And you're, and you're still, still probably, probably working. working. That nine and five pace. pace. I wonder how bad that, that tastes. <laughs> When you see when you my see face, my hope, face it hope it gives you hell. Hope it gives you hell. So good. I just picture like going up to Umbridge being like, so where's your picket fence, love? And where's that, <laughs> where's shiny, that car? shiny car? <laughs> and did, did it ever get, get you, you far? God, can, I just <laughs> love that song, dude. <laughs> <laughs> love that you song. You never seemed so tense, love. Tense, love. I've never seen you fall so hard. We might not be allowed to sing all of this on the podcast. All right, I'm done. Vinny, (laughs) shiny what? (laughs) Shiny car. (laughs) So shiny. Shiny. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. (laughs) Are the holy family. (laughs) Correct. I'm pulling the lightning bolts. Okay. First question comes from Nope Rope. What type of distraction would you deploy to distract Umbridge? Hmm. I mean, it would probably be a Weasley product, but which one? Something messy. Decoy detonator. I was going to say, I really like the decoy detonators. They're cute and funny. Yeah. Thought you said decoy death theater, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, whoa. It's like death theater that like She'd be goes like, in there up, and friend? just starts throws out curses. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I put like a whole team together of robot kittens, and she'd think they were cute, and then they'd be like, <laughs> "Are they Technicolor? <laughs> Technicolor Are they dream robot kittens?" kittens. Um, I I definitely would do something messy. So maybe like mm. sporadically put bean burritos in microwaves and have them just go what? off where you do, least expect <laughs> that them. That would just make or me self really detonating, self-detonating, <laughs> self-detonating bean burritos, burritos just and beans? hot pockets. You know, <gasps> ooh, hot pockets could kill, man. Keep going. Okay, next question comes from Isaiah. Why didn't Harry just go into number 12 full bodied in both instances? I think, I think he wanted it to be hear. quick. Yeah. I think if you are half and half, you can hear both sides. Yeah. So yes. that, cause that's how he was able to hear Filch, right? Correct. 
Correct. I think. Yeah. TBD, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. And, and that's I don't, why. <laughs> I like to think that there's some type of like security measure in place that a student can't just like, I'm going to flu home and no one's going to know kind of thing. Like you can't just True. do that. But who knows? True. Flu knows. Flu knows. Um, Vinny. Flew my house. (laughs) Vinny asks, shouldn't Hogwarts have a room so that students can use the flu network to talk to parents in case of emergencies? You, well, is it your common room? Is that why they don't have the security there? I guess. But you like, that can't be regulated, you know? I feel like they go to the teachers and then the teachers will contact the parents if need be. Do any students try and use the fires? <laughs> there's no like flu powder in there, like generally use flu powder. Yeah, yeah there's, there's like, like black market like flu a, powder. Like a payphone. <laughs> we throw in quarters at people. My call name. someone who cares. Here's a quarter. <laughs> could you like use flu powder? Could you like could Harry have like set up the call but can you like throw something in the fire and it'll pop out the other side <gasps> like i don't know if oh, you're like a letter through like flu post <laughs> well that would be a lot faster than owls don't you think they'd use that more often or is no it like more easily it. intercepted possibly because like i think the owls are offended in. by your your maybe idea it just gets really Sign. dirty it's rude because of the act but maybe like uh, how is it, if you don't say it right or like if you're not super close to the fire i don't know i don't know i think it's less risky to use an owl than to use flu powder for them yeah i was just wondering like is it like and it pops out the other side <laughs> do you think hedwig used her sharp talons to like fight off filch umbridge garbrolly brace her sharp talons <laughs> No, no one. I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> oh, I appreciated it. <laughs> All right, are we ready for the next one? Yeah, sure. Um, I think that this one's funny. <laughs> Steph Carr asks, "The teachers are all tipsy. Who would you want to hang out with?" McGee. Current teacher. I would agree. Mm-hmm. McGee. I think McGee too. She would be so funny. What she if, would like, just straight up you tell could, you what she thought. Right. Yeah. And like, what if you could just be like, can you like, can you like turn into a cat? She would probably just like do it. Like no questions asked. Be She'd like, probably yeah. be like, let's play with some yarn. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, oh my God, I brought my, I bought my emergency cat toy basket. <laughs> let's do some catnip. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder like how Flitwick would be though. Like think if he'd be charming stuff, you know what I mean? He'd be fun. <laughs> Hagrid, my friend. He'd be like, charming. I want to hang out with Hagrid. Yeah, Hagrid would be he'd funny. Be, he'd be tipsy and I would be gone because he'd be like a Hagrid-sized like, mug. I feel like Hagrid gets super emo Well, so do I. So we'd be having a good mm-hmm. cry session together, but it would be over like a little baby something. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. being like, look at how cute it is. You're just crying over dragons. Probably. <laughs> Brandon said that Flitwick would be Flitlit. oh my gosh i love it um think of like it's okay so let's picture this you're hanging out with hagrid y'all are both having some adult beverages because you're both of age whatevs you're crying over baby dragons you call up charlie weasley he joins in on the phone and everyone's crying about how cute baby dragons are okay i mean it sounds like a good time to me i mean i don't want to cry though but like they're happy tears (laughs) 
Yeah, okay, Alana. Just, like, <laughs> just so in love Alana with the dragons. always is like, are you crying happy tears? Because <laughs> sometimes, like the other day, I completely clear of mind looked at her hands and looked at her and was just overcome with joy like that she's here she's awesome and i told her i said i love you so much and i had tears in my eyes and she goes through those happy tears i said yeah I go, you're the coolest person in the world she Aww, said i, I mean, love you because you know me so well i was cooler than you sorry i'm not sorry <laughs> she's pretty funny god she is like she's literally the best thing it depends on the day if she likes me or not, if I think she's the best thing. She always likes me. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Next question comes from cut me all off. Next question comes from Kendra. Do you guys think Lily could have changed Snape if she had stayed his friend? No, I don't think that that's a friend's responsibility. Change needs to come from within. It's all, you know, it's not yeah. a friend's responsibility, outside person, whatever you want to call them, acquaintance, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever. I think person. it's just no. You don't change until you want to. And True. that's with a lot of things and not just yes. like a crappy personality. Yes. But like until you're ready to make a change, no one is going to make you change. I mean, literally Snape had to experience a severe trauma that actually made him change. But Lily died for, in order for him to actually change. Yeah. I think I'm going to agree, but also maybe disagree. Like, I, so I agree <sighs> that like it's, it shouldn't have been her responsibility, but I will say having friends, having friends who could offer that to you is a good thing. And if you truly care about somebody and you really feel like they're going down the wrong path as a friend, if you care about them, you may want to try to change them. And like, that's okay. You can try but all that's you want to. Not, that's different than somebody actually changing. But it's also someone. not your you know responsibility I mean? to make them change. Like, no, you can have friends like that make you want to change for the better or for the right. worse. I yeah. firmly but believe that you are who you hang out with. I firmly believe that. Yeah, and you're one sexy beast. Could you hang out with me? You, you ain't a kid. <laughs> I already know it. Look at me. Oh gosh. I think that. Um, I think that had Snape wanted to change a little bit more than he did, she could have had more of an effect on him. But because of the fact that he dropped mud blood at her, like. Yeah. There, there's no reason to put up with that and stay. But like, had he had some ounce of true, like, yes, I want to change for Lily because I truly, I mean, part of me doesn't really understand why he wouldn't have had that if he truly like loved her so much. He should have, he should have well, known that if he wanted a chance with her, he had to change. If so, we but think about this though from to. the perspective of his other friends, like he was changing to f more. I mean, he grew up in a lifestyle where like they were already using those types of words and he wasn't in a very loving family right. thing growing up. And then he goes to Hogwarts and the people that are becoming his friends ish are death eaters. So he is changing himself to be more like those people. Right. So that's also something we have to think about is like, yeah, like maybe if he stayed friends with Lily, he might have been better. But at the same time, he is changing himself and allowing himself to be more of 
that type of friend because of the people he hangs out with. Because realistically, he's spending majority of his time with them and not with Lily. I was going to say, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he is in Slytherin and she is in Gryffindor because he can really only spend so much time with her. Correct. And he's going to be surrounded by the bad group of friends a lot more than Lily. Correct. Um, Okay, one last question comes from Marcus. Did Fred and George rehearse their exit strategy or was it totally off the cuff? No, they planned that. I mean, but like, I think they were like, hey, we're going to do the swamp. This is what we're going to do. Either we're going to Akio or Brooms and get out. I don't think they were like, all right, and I'm going to say this and you're going to say that. They don't seem like that kind of. Hey, we're going to do this swamp. Okay. 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 All right. We're going to plot the swamp card. We're going to do this swamp. Okay. And like, and then we're going to be like, hey, Brooms, come on down. And then we're going to be like, give her help. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I think they, I think planned, they planned everything, little... but the sayings were just I don't think they planned it to a T, but great. I think it was like a like a, like an outline, not like a full paper. Yeah. They're like they're really mm-hmm. good on the spot comedians with the comebacks and the wit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, they've had 17 years of working well together. So, mm-hmm. they have experience with the going of the back and then the forth and, you know, mm-hmm. 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 the magic, the swamps. <laughs> The swamps. <laughs> They're monsters in that swamp. There's no. ogres. <laughs> Shrek. Yeah. Ogres are. It like literally onions. looks like a tail is coming out of your armpit. It's Tuddy. <laughs> Tuddy. <laughs> He's, He's easy enough to understand. All right. Tell me who won the house cup. Ah, uh, let's see. Was it Hufflepuff? The house. I have actually no idea. House Drum roll. Vinny is typing the house cup. Here it comes. Lame. Yeah. B.A. Badgers. Oh. Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. With 310 what points. Slytherin in second with 230. Ravenclaw in third with 190. And Gryffindor Ooh. with a measly 30. Guys, step it up. Puffs, we smashed it. Ravenclaw's <laughs> got to step it up. We haven't won in a while. Sorry, everyone. Am I supposed to be liking things? Is that my I, job? I haven't. No, it's a couple. I mean, of, very rarely. I can't. There's. I can't like and react to things mm-hmm. and pay attention to you guys because I there, don't. So, my brain doesn't work like that. So a lot of people have asked how are points awarded and it's kind of like a secret um but basically like we we give points based off of things in the chat and that's all i'm saying so like it's just like how it's just how the conversation goes so we don't want people to try to like play towards the system to try to like lean it one way or the other so that's kind of why we're not really like telling people how it happens it's magic and like in defense of everybody like we ourselves were getting competitive with it to the point where yeah, we were yeah, yeah. we <laughs> i know i wasn't always paying attention because i Same. was getting competitive <laughs> yeah so we were like we need to kind need of to change our ways yeah. because so it's needs a little to bit present while it just happens a little bit more organically now which i think is more fair anyway so it's it's a more fair way of of points yeah, so, it's not a direct so basically, 
if you're a Gryffindor, we really need you to become a patron and then get on the Discord channel because we ride that struggle bus daily. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, oh. it's fun. Well, congratulations, you bunch of badges. <laughs> Gryffindor did win the last recording. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm aware. <laughs> Are we going to read the fan story? Yep. Give it to me, Katie. So this one comes from 2018, but with a surprise. Oh, right okay. At the end. All right. So okay. this one comes from Tori Pekarski, who very nicely sounded out her name for me. So I would say it right. So hopefully I didn't butcher it still. Hi there. My name is Tori Pekarski, and I've been listening to your podcast for about four months, but I'm all caught up now and love every bit of it. This was two years ago. I know. Yeah. I'm a proud Hufflepuff, although for years I thought I was a Ravenclaw. Sorry, Sarah. It's all right. I still love you. My Patronus is a mongrel dog. (gasps) That is awesome because I literally just picture Tramp. (gasps) Is that what it is? I don't know. That's what I picture. Look it up, up, up. Look it up, up, up. Look it up, up, up. I'm like, Google. I'm a fire. I think it's just like. (laughs) I'm sorry, the what? The Google. The Google. Oh, the Google. A mutt or mixed breed dog yeah. is a dog that does not belong to one officially Just recognized breed. Okay, a good pooch. All pooches are good pooches. Okay. <laughs> so uh her patronus is a mongrel dog, and my wand is a redwood with unicorn hair, ten and three quarters That's cool. inches. My Harry Potter story is a bit unconventional in that I fell in love with the movies before reading the books. In 2001, I was only six years old, and I went to see Sorcerer's Stone and was enamored with the magic. My mom would go to see the movies before my sister and I, and would tell us when a scary part was coming up. I hate spiders, so Chamber of Secrets was a struggle to watch and read. I skipped the spider chapter every time. My mom is a fellow Hufflepuff and loves Harry Potter almost as much as I do. Mm. After seeing almost all the movies, a friend of mine did not give me a spoiler alert and blurted out, Snape kills Dumbledore. I was heartbroken. (laughs) After that, I vowed never to be surprised again and read all of the books, the seventh one first, in about two weeks. Maybe less, I can't quite remember. It was during the summer, I was in high school and a very fast reader. Since then, I went to see the midnight premieres of the last two movies without spoilers and loved every minute. My love for Harry Potter has only grown with time and all my friends and family know that talking about it is the best way to put a smile on my face. I recently went to the studio in London and cried happy tears when I entered the Great Hall and saw the scale model of Hogwarts. It is a magical feeling. That is true happy tears. Yeah. My office now knows me as the Harry Potter nerd, only to be rivaled by a fellow Swisher and Hufflepuff for the top spot. That's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> recently at our holiday party, we each got a staff staff superlative of what our alternate career would be i was awarded most likely to be the head bartender of butterbeer at the wizarding world of harry potter <laughs> i love it <laughs> thank you for creating such a wonderful community but wait there's more that was our <gasps> first email but we got another email when i went to go look at this one <gasps> resending my fan story with a few updates since sending my story in 2018 i am still known as the harry potter nerd at my office and continue to share it with friends every chance i get Now I also volunteer at the Harry Potter Alliance, which has opened so many wonderful opportunities and I have met so many amazing people. In May, the height of quarantine, I hosted a Harry Potter trivia night to raise money for another organization I work with, Girls on the Run, and I'm happy to say a Swisher joined. I didn't know them, but they saw my post in the Facebook group and joined. 
Lastly nice. attached is a photo of my quality pup, Leo. Mm, he has been the best uh, companion during quarantine as I live away from my family in Denver, Colorado, and haven't seen many of them since December 2019. Only my sister has come for a visit. Thanks, and don't let the muggles uh, get you down, Tori. Uh, what a pooch! Yes, let I me tell you, this is one quality pooch. Beautiful dog. Very cute uh, pooch. I love that you're still listening. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I always like when we have all like so if if you sent one years ago and it hasn't been read mm-hmm. and you feel like you need an update, like we would still love to hear to make sure that you're still listening two years later, three mm-hmm. years later. Yeah, just like just like go to the email that you sent us and like reply because what, then it will this pull mm-hmm. then it will like pull that email for us and it'll keep it all together. Mm-hmm. But so cool. Yeah, feel free to like add additions. Just make yes. sure that you do that so that we can match your story. Otherwise, I'll sense. just get. Really Otherwise, confused. it'll get lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so so much. Thank you, Tori. Thank I love you, your Tori. story. It's, it's a little bit similar to mine in the fact that I saw the movie before I read the books, the first movie at least. So I don't think it's too unconventional. I think that a lot of people did that. I mean, it just like broadened it to more people when the first movie came out and then you got hooked and it was like, boom, reading through all of them as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yep. Katie, give me a joke. All right. <sighs> I like jokes. Why was Hermione such a good student? Because she's the best. No, because where there's a quill, there's a way. <laughs> all right um what? so make sure that you follow your hosts on social media you can find myself and katie on twitter and instagram at the peaches family tiffany is on twitter and instagram at tiff swish underscore flick and sarah is on instagram at O'Malley, and that is with three h's i went Ding to go down. tag sarah in something the other day and I only put two, and then I heard your voice in my head, and I was like, no, three H's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I properly tagged. <laughs> you tagged me on something on Instagram? I'm not getting my notifications, so. I, I haven't been either. It. I think they need uh, an update of some kind. Something's going on. I don't know if I was searching something. I don't know if I tagged yet. I don't know. Who knows? For some reason, I was looking for you on the gram. So, my question, when does this uh, come out? When's this episode come out? December 20th. I'm on Christmas break. Can't happy wait. day. Oh, happy. Oh, so you know I. What? Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just, I have tomorrow and then next week. And then I get two lovely weeks off. And I'm ready to not sit at a computer for hours on end like all day like yeah. it's one thing to just sit here and do the pod but it's a whole nother thing to like teach all day have a break she teaches all day and parties all night and then do the pod but <laughs> no this is my joy my pod is my joy i love it but yeah so currently enjoying vacation no i just um katie and i are Still working out together every morning. Sometimes I'll talk about Megan and then she'll be awake and say something. <laughs> not on camera. I, I never know if she's actually awake or not. <laughs> I'm usually not. I'll think she's not. And then like something will be said and she'll like have something to add. I'm like, what? You were just sleeping, I swear. <laughs> but it, it it is really cool because like, so I have 
my fitness coach that I've been doing stuff with, and she's a major Potterhead. Her name is Sammy, and she's Short Girl Fitness on Instagram. So if you want to follow her, she's she's awesome. So she keeps me going. And then like I have Katie and I have Carrie, who I work out with in the morning, and then our Swish and Fit group. It's just. Uh, working out together has been really awesome during this time where, you know, we can't go out and do a lot of things, but we still have like that friendship in the morning and it's, you know, doing something healthy, which is awesome. So we're doing that. And then I picked up eye of the world again. Um, and I read a few chapters and blood and ashes, my friends, let's just, it's, 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 it's great. And so, I try and read a little bit every night before my eyes force themselves shut because they're like in protest. They're so tired, <laughs> but I'm hoping to finish that over my break. And the, the books are long and the writing is very small. And so I still have like 20 more chapters in it. It's so long. It's such a good book series. I saw them on book four, whatever that one is yeah. called. So I'm I'm doing that and um I've been playing Animal Crossing and hopefully that update like drops really soon for Toy Day and whatever cuz that's been a whole lot of fun. And yeah, just trying to be a mom and raise a nice child and love this pooch and Tanya, Maddie O'Malley hotter than ever. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Maddie. Maddie. Yeah, that's that's just kind of what I'm doing. It's just kind of um, obviously not a whole lot is going on, but just trying to find some joy in every day and get outside while, you know, it's not too cold and, and too snowy. Cool, 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 cool. It cool. is cool. It is cool. <sighs> snow is cool, as in the temperature. The first snow is cool after that. Nah, man. I'm <laughs> It's been Every time Alana here. goes outside, she asks if it's snowing. That's cute. It's cold. It's snowing. <laughs> um, we are preparing to safely drive to Cleveland for Christmas. We are really just going to be seeing my parents because Ohio had twelve thousand cases yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, it's not great. um so yeah we're we're just trying you know we didn't travel for thanksgiving um we're trying to make responsible decisions um i mean my mom is going home to be with my dad anyway and my mom has been with us for months so like we've been doing the exact same thing been staying in the apartment together so like we've kind of felt like what is the difference between my mom going home to my dad and having to fly versus the three of us driving up together. Um, the bubble's the same. The bubble is the same. So we're just going to be hanging out with them and um, keeping it small. I basically plan to read a lot and play mm-hmm. video games and watch TV and just chill and i'm really excited it's just gonna be like a little break yeah so um we had we had uh our two friends over for dinner with their baby yesterday 
So Iggy got to meet a little newborn baby for the first time. Mm. It was, was precious. <laughs> it was so cute. Um, I looked at our friends and I was like, five seconds from now, Meg's going to be like, let's have one now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so cute. So, so yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I've been playing Animal Crossing. I've been, I've been working on this 15 days of swish mess. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of, all kinds of fun things. Just been really busy. So yeah, that's all I got. I'm looking forward to reading. I'm really looking forward to reading. I'm taking my Obama book. I'm taking my JVN book and I'm taking like a ton of Brit chicklet chick lit books that people have told me. So <laughs> good for you though. God. Reading. I love it. I my I think what I'm gonna say is not gonna be as fun, but I feel like I need to say it anyway. Um firstly, so this what this comes out December twentieth. So if you celebrate Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas. But happy holidays regardless, whatever you celebrate or do not celebrate. Um but I would like to stress the importance of really considering who you see this holiday season as hard as it is 2020 has not been kind i've recently (laughs) lost someone to covid so please Mm. please 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 consider your bubble be responsible it's not fun just gotta take it seriously yeah be responsible for you yeah but like we all want to see our families and we all want to be with the people we love but just think about what the right choice is because it's a very scary time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. gosh, we want to see so many people mm-hmm. up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to see Sarah and Tiffany. I cannot wait to hug them, even though Sarah hates getting hugged. <laughs> Little do they know, sure. we don't want to see them. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see Sarah and Tiffany. I want to see our friend Chris. I want to see our friend Chrissy. I want to see Katie's family. It's just really hard. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if honestly, I think if my mom wasn't down here and I didn't have to worry about asking her to fly, we wouldn't go. But I a don't want her on a plane because it mm-hmm. just makes me nervous being in an airport and flying. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, like our bubble's been the same. So there's no real difference to my mom, to my dad being with my mom or being with the three of us because we've been doing the same things. So like. That's why we're keeping the bubble so small. So just be smart this holiday season. Don't. It. It sucks. It it just sucks. And it sucks even more that like. You can maybe see a light at the end of the tunnel, but like not really yet. And that's just difficult because it's been going on for basically a year. So. Um. You know, just just be smart, have faith, have have patience, wear masks, correctly, wear them correctly oh, over please. your nose and over under your, your chin. Yes. Don't wear a bandana. Don't wear a neck gaiter. Wear a proper mask that is two layers. Just do it like it's uncomfortable, but. What is more uncomfortable, wearing a proper mask or being put on a ventilator? Just think about that. It's rough words, but it's true. 
Yeah. Yep. So, and yep. speaking from someone that works in a hospital, it's not great there right now. So, um, just think about the fact that there aren't many beds and the people that are working are, you know, stressed and retired and, you know, a lot of them are getting sick too. Um, so they're running out of space. They're running out of staff because when you're stressed and you are working on a lot of people are self care isn't great right now. Um, that makes you more susceptible to illness too. So just think of others. And I know it sucks, but hopefully this time next year, it won't be the same. Hopefully we'll be able to spend time with our families and, I know I recently had someone that said something about not being able to spend time with their family on Thanksgiving, but even if it was a normal year without COVID, I wouldn't have spent Thanksgiving with my family because I have to work on, on holidays. Um, so just something to think about. 2020 has not been kind to a lot of people, me included. Um, so I'm just hoping next year is better. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I could talk about fun things. Yeah, do it. Because um, Tiffany is not a nice wife. Happy early birthday to my brother, Marty. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's not going to hear this. I know better. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make him listen to be like, your wife didn't say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Maddie. Um, (laughs) But uh, I've been trying to... Cause again, my, it's just been, it's just been stressful at work and it has me not sleeping. Um, so I've been trying to like do things that as my friend would say, little, little spots of joy in my life. So I started watching, um, I started, well, I actually finished it. So the, on, on Netflix, it's called Virgin river. It's so good. There's two seasons out right now. I hope that there's a season three. I don't know if it's just, if it's confirmed or not, because, um, like season two just came out, but I literally watched it in three days. Like I had to take a mini break. Cause I was like, you're going to have Virgin river dreams, but it's so good. And if you've ever watched heart of Dixie, it's kind of like a similar ish, um, plot line where like, she, um, except like she's an NP and she like moves to a small town to help out the doctor there. Very good. So good. Um, and then Tiffany and I watched the happiest season. God, it was so yeah. good. Dan, Le- Don, like Dan Levy or Le- um, and Kristen Stewart in it. It's so It was so good. good. Can um, I say something about happiest season really quick? No. No. As a matter of fact, you cannot. Please. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So I heard a lot of mixed reviews about really? happiest season. Like a lot of people didn't like it. And I just want to say it's a very real story. It is mm. a very real story. So like, well, they, the woman who wrote it based it on her life. Yeah. I believe well, I mean, like her, there's two women that like wrote it together. Like she ha- had a friend that she had worked with and I think they were, um, they were both on a show together and I don't remember what it was called. I just like, <laughs> and they um, held right the screenplay together. People were a lot of people were saying like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe like what, you know, X character did to Y character. Like, I would have never put up with that. And it's like nobody really, truly can comprehend the fear of having to come out to family in an unknowing outcome. Like, it is scary. It is really scary. Did you watch it? 
Yes, I loved it. I really liked it was what Dan Levy had Yeah, said I liked what relatable. he said. Like, everybody yes. has their own yeah. story. He's such, I loved like, whenever... he's so good. Yeah, yeah I loved the whole honestly, fish thing. he made the movie, in my opinion. I, I think that, like, I agree. he mm-hmm. was, like, the thread that tied the story together. I mm-hmm. love Kristen yeah. Stewart, but, like... Um, she it, was be- she was the best was I've ever seen her. She was really good in it. I agree. I mean, and I don't have a lot of experience with her, but I'm I think she's good in a lot of things besides Twilight. Mm. The only thing I'm going to say, like, line-wise, and if you don't want to hear it, just, like, skip ahead 30 seconds, but, like, I loved when Dan said, uh, what was your coming out story? And, mm-hmm. you know, Kristen Stewart's character said, well, you know... My- my family was accepting like they were totally yeah. fine i came mm-hmm. out and like i was loved and he's like well that's great my family kicked me out yeah and, like, and didn't speak for i had like nothing. years mm-hmm. like like you I can have 15, total 16 opposite yeah. ends mm-hmm. of the spectrum when it comes to coming out yeah and um like i can't remember <laughs> what is what are the girls names i'm like blanking is abby and someone else <laughs> is abby yeah. Kristen's character yeah, I, I well, I was telling to you, I'm like, they, I'm like, this is one girl. I'm like, it's Kristen Stewart's character. Dan Levy's in it. I don't know what. Yeah, I'm really yeah. bad with character. <laughs> but names. like, I was the other girl, not Kristen Stewart's character. Like, Harper. I like that. That's how I was about mm-hmm. coming out. So like, mm-hmm. I think that I just related to it on a really personal level because, yeah. um. Like, I get that what she did to that character was, like, it seemed really extravagant, really extreme, really, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she put up with that. That seems, like, so much. But it's, like, it's really, really mm-hmm. terrifying. Um, So just yeah. and, give and it a chance I, and watch it. It's yeah. a good movie. I do want to say yeah. that from, like, being a straight person and watching that movie, like, helps you see a little bit of insight into what someone goes through when like they are coming out because I don't know what that's like. And unless you talk to someone about their coming out story, like you don't know. And I think there are a lot of things that like straight people don't understand or can see. Yeah. You know, that you're, and the thing is, it's like, now, growing up, I I didn't think this way, but I do now in my adult life, like, having met friends like Megan and Katie, I've talked to you guys about this, like, you guys have helped me grow so much, and just <laughs> seeing you, and I'm like, why can't we just let people be? Yeah. It sounds so simple, you know? Doesn't it, though? Yeah. Like. As long yeah. as you're happy and you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. Well, like you do whatever I, you want to do. We talk about how much representation matters when you're yes. seeing things. And it's not even just having people that are in a same sex relationship or whatever. It's also like what you, what they look like, you know, we need these movies. Um, and I, I know from my own perspective, obviously like I'm a white woman, so I'm going to see myself in a lot of films, but like, I love seeing characters with really curly hair. That's actually curly and not mm-hmm. curled. 
So I can only imagine if how good I feel when I see someone that has hair like that and they aren't like a second character or like let's flatten the crap out of her hair and now she's beautiful. Like curly hair does not curly hair and glasses does not mean you're like ugly. The Princess Diaries. Ugh. Oh yeah. That's so like a big I one. can only imagine what like my best friend Jen when she sees someone of color like on screen because she is a black woman how she yeah. feels and how she thinks of like when she has kids because her kids are going to be black like how they're going to feel when they see little girls and little boys that look like them doing things on screen. And so like people that see, you know, a same sex couple, whether it's a man and a woman, man and a woman, that's not a same sex couple. (laughs) (laughs) Like two men together or two women, or even like a transgendered couple. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's important for people to see, um, it helps normalize it. Yeah. It just helps normalize it. And, And I think that that honestly is why Dan Levy means so much to me. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. has helped normalize the lifestyle in like such a way that isn't uh, like the typical storyline of like, oh, they went through so much and they overcame it, which like, I mean, the happiest Mm -hmm. season has a little bit of that, but but like especially shoots creek like that i mean i know i've preached it before but like genuinely like that story is so important to me and i can't i like i'm just so happy that it's like such a popular show and so normalized and i hope that we get more shows like that and movies mm-hmm. like happiest season and well and i will say out. like i'm sorry <laughs> i can hear i can hear but like even he um, really likes show... dan levy I'm just <laughs> he's a big fan a show that alana watches on disney is called tots and it's all about like it's these so little animals bringing these babies home to families so it's like pip and freddie and they bring baby animals home they're like the storks but they're not storks like pip and freddie it's a penguin and a flamingo pip the penguin but the flamingo can i just tell you i'm obsessed with the show and i want to watch all the time with her and now she's on the mickey mouse clubhouse i was like let's watch tots (laughs) (laughs) but they do these different families and the one day i was watching it and i think i texted you all in our group message and i was like oh my gosh there's a same-sex couple on tots and i was so Mm -hmm. excited and then there was an episode where it was like a single dad Mm -hmm. and i was like yes i was like let's they even had these are normal people living their normal lives and it needs to be normalized and i love it so much and like she sees megan and katie and she knows that they're married and i'm just glad that you know, I'm glad she that she I has can marry Fozzie. So she, she did tell Sarah that Sarah could marry Fozzie today. I was like, Mary, because we're talking about like she wanted no. to be Mrs. Claus. And <laughs> oh she told God, me my friend so Jen's husband's name is Quentin, but we call him Q. And she's like, well, you can marry Q. I go, he already has a wife. That's Jen. And she goes, you can marry Fozzie. And I'm like, well, I'm like, people and dog animals don't really. You said get people in pooches. Well, she said it first. <laughs> oh. people so I was pooches. like, we can't, we can't marry. <laughs> it was so funny. She's like, you can marry mommy. I go, well, she has a husband. <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, she's oh, pretty cute. Lana, you're a wonderful human being. She like, she FaceTimed she us is. the other day and I was like, you're so grown up. She wouldn't talk. She wouldn't talk to Katie, and it was so funny. And as soon as <laughs> I turned the camera, like, Katie. I, like Katie asked her a question, and she wouldn't answer. And then 
I turned the FaceTime to me and she just started rattling off the answer to the question, <laughs> but to me and not to Katie. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get there. Yeah. It's okay. So Cause she cute. used to talk to Katie and now she's not, <laughs> not to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, but I'm enjoying still reading it while books. It lasts. That's another thing I'm doing. <laughs> True. What else can we talk about? The fact that I want to go to bed. Yeah. Same. But I, I mean, I no, really enjoyed that. Midnight. I watched Taylor Swift an old Christmas carol. My, yes, it is true. Taylor Swift's album is coming out tonight. Well, midnight. But I watched the Christmas Carol. Speaking of Taylor Swift, with Joe Alwyn in it and Guy Pierce, messed me up. That's where a did dark, you watch this? It was on Hulu, and it's a dark, hmm. dark. Like I, it's not for the faint of heart. There are definitely trigger warnings watching that. Um, but I'm not He's sad a good I watched actor. it. It it was a lot like. I don't regret watching it, but I also regret watching it. But it he just plays good. like really interesting roles and he does it well. Like, well, he was Bob Cratchit. Sounds like this. I don't want to watch it. I don't know if you would care for it. I, I mean, if part you're of saying it, you it's dark like that. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. nay, nay. Oh, nay, nay. I like to watch yeah. happy things. I'm still, you know, I watched a lot books. of tots. I just love that show so much. <laughs> it's just so cute. And like, it's sweet yeah it's just i'm like marty even said there's a season two and i'm like when is it coming out on disney plus because so, i want to watch it fun fact about watch a lot of tots i picked alana up from um sarah's house and so she'd spent the day with her grandma who called nini and i said would you and nini do today and she's sitting in my lap and she looks at me and she made this face she goes well we watched a lot of tots and i looked at <laughs> Sarah's mom and I was like what and she goes you ratted me out <laughs> we made we salt door ornaments that. that was so much fun I made swish swish salt do- salt hold on I made swish salt dough ornaments because I um wanted to make ornaments with her and then like my sister right away gives her like the we made one Christmas tree ornament and I was like thinking oh we bought paint it'll be so cute we'll like paint these all pretty and then like a two-year-old just wants to mix the paint and put it on there but my sister gave her the christmas tree the first thing to paint so there's like all kinds of colored swirls on it and then i painted like the rest of them (laughs) so i was like trying to make them all cute i made like a santa with a purple (laughs) swish hat and little tiny itty bitty little beady eyes (laughs) can't put them on the christmas tree because it's pretty packed full of ornaments but Uh, a lot of ornaments we'll put another tree up oh there's another one in the corner i can put it on but that was really fun. That's something fun to do too. Like if you're home with kids, um, make salto ornaments. It was like, I think like a cup or two cups of flour with like a cup of salt and just like a cup and a half. No, three fourths. We because we cut it down three fourths of warm water, and just made it into dough. And then we baked them till they were done. That's it was awesome. fun. Yeah. And they last like once you bake them, like they're good for years. Like we still have salt ornaments that Bridget has made. And then I think some that we made when we were kids. So the salt is a preservative. For sure. For sure. I promised my friend Marcus that I would read his joke and I forgot. So I have to read it now. What a bad friend, Katie. (laughs) Guy, you suck. Katie, (laughs) do we need to like edit to put this as your joke? No, it's okay. I... I feel like we need to lift, you know, do a little lift at the end of this episode. Okay. You know what I mean? Fuzzy. Stop it. Okay. And we were drinking champagne. So why did Hermione correct Ron at brunch? 
because it's mimosa, not mimosa. Oh, <laughs> very good. Very good. I thought it was going to be something with Eric Munch. <laughs> Just eating some brunch with Eric Munch. <laughs> you know, he had a mimosa. That's funny. Uh, what is what is for Mike and Magic for <laughs> champagne? Champagne in my campaign. Let me do the darn thing. Singing with champagne, it's okay. It's her Gale. birthday. It's a song. Singing you saw them, didn't you? In the rain. Did know. they open for what? Lady Gaga? Do you remember? Sticky with champagne, it's okay. It's her birthday. Sticky! Was that the guy in the mesh pants? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. They're no longer a band together, I don't think. But I do have that on my... It's probably because boyfriend was doing cartwheels on the stage with no other I, ma'am, was like... <laughs> not there but there if you know what i yeah, mean yeah i know what you mean what is this for teenagers and bears That's yeah what <laughs> right. this is for for bears and teenagers this is for <laughs> not your average teenage bears uh, yes okay. oh, that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down <gasps> amazing just my voice <laughs> It's not my first time drinking champs. <laughs> we drink the champs. <laughs> Why don't we type it into Google and have Google tell us? Le Google. Le Google. <laughs> it's just so funny because we're like, I can't see it because I'm crying. I have no idea. What's she saying? Look at this bear walking. God, they're so cute. Oh, they're I don't so, like it. I don't like they're it. They're so dangerous, but they're so cute. Like me. Oh, I love bears. Okay, I'm fine. Just I love bears. I love bears. <laughs> Did I say that? 